Sir Dalimar. Shalafi. What is it? Events are transpiring in the outside world, Shalafi, that demand your attention. Indeed. Lady Dressania. What? Speak! You, you should come, Shalafi. The live ones report. Lying at the edge of the pool, but one of the others said something strange was going on. I looked into the water, knowing of your interest of the human female. I, I thought you were quite right. So my sister betrayed me. I smell your fear, Kitiara, you coward. I could have made you queen of this world. I could have given you wealth immeasurable, power unlimited. But no. You are, after all, a weak and petty-minded worm. I will not forgive this, my dear sister. You are fortunate that I have more urgent, pressing matters at hand. <laughs> or you would be residing with the Phantom Lord who serves you.
in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Hello, all you fans of sinewy men dressed in scanty leather with their rock-hard abs glistening in the arena sun. Oh, wait. If that's what you're into, you better watch Spartacus on Stars, because this is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, episode 19, Dragonlands, Time of the Twins, part one. I'm your host, Bob. This morning I entered my chamber of seeing, and within its dark, swirling waters I ascertained the past. I saw vaporous tendrils of the gas station chalupa I ate for lunch and the opaque, granular lengths of the Thai coconut curry beef I had for supper. Hmm, Gullfunger spawned the fourth. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, his dark Under Armour hoodie does little to mask his generous yet muscular body. And his scent is an intoxicating mixture of Victor and Rolf's spice bomb aftershave, lemon secrets, and the off-putting chalky aroma of stale milk of magnesia on his breath. It's Luke. Oh my god. <laughs> you forgot about my spell components. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> it's so attractive. Oh my god. We are here. We're back. We're at Dragonlance. The summer of Lance 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> we're back. My voice is back. I feel so much better. <laughs> oh, we're all feeling better. I, I love that we're back in the Lance universe. Back I've been missing Quinn. this. I actually, yeah. I have two uh, guys. I did. I missed it. I missed Dragonlance. I missed Fantasy. I'm happy to be back. But hey, why don't we, let's kick this thing off. To my left, you know him. You love, well, you kind of like him. It's Klob. <laughs> hey kids, it's the middle of summer. July is winding its way down as we spin through the cosmos and your old Uncle Klob has been doing nothing really productive. And it's everything I thought it could be. <laughs> I've been spending most of my days sitting in the northern unit of the Mos Eisley Brewery. And guys, I found this great craft Naboo Apple Ale that you follow some limited batch sand people cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> Across the table from me, he's been experimenting with his love of Bollywood. We go together like Ramalamaka-ding-a-ding-a-dong. He's the bedlam to my Deadpool, the half-orc captain of the guards to my reluctant king. Paul, how are you on this summer night? I am fantastic. And do I have some Bollywood movies for you guys? <laughs> I have been sitting down in the room just binging Bollywood movies. I'm, I'm ready for you guys. Okay, do you have a recommendation? Like, I, where should people start I with Bollywood? I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, so you're sitting here in the Dungeons and Dweebs recording studio talking about something you have no idea about? Absolutely. <laughs> how dare you, how sir? Dare how dare you? Oh, I have seen... Two Bollywood movies my entire life. One of them was really weird. The other <laughs> was actually okay. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know where to Bollywood. go from there. Yeah. He's been telling us about how he's been hanging out in the big city with his Indian friends going to Indian clubs. So yeah, I figured I'd throw like, it in there. That was a solid year ago. <laughs> hey, speaking of a year ago, we're coming up on our uh, anniversary. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is our anniversary. In fact, I would just call this our anniversary. We are back yeah. with... 
Dragonlance. Yeah, early, I guess early. by the time this comes out, yeah, it's it's sometime next week is the we, last week yes, of July. Yes, we released the last week of July, uh, and yeah, and so we're pretty much back mm-hmm. on schedule. We're back uh, with Dragonlance, and man, uh, I can't wait to get stuff out on Facebook, mm-hmm. hear from a lot of the people we haven't heard from in a long time with the Dragonlance. Actually, you know like, what? Did you, did you see, we got a like from Kayla. Do you remember Kayla? Yeah, I remember last? Kayla. Yes. Kayla's yes. back. Hi, came in the hi, hi, Kayla. <laughs> yeah. I, and I won't lie, I, I think people are checking to see if we're back on Lance because like our Facebook page is getting all these like people have visited, people have visited. Uh, They're all looking. When's that? When are they done with the sci-fi stuff? Where's the episode? <laughs> Doc, a shade of magic. I want to hear some dragon light. I want to hear about Raceland. We built you people. What are you doing? <laughs> Raceland's dark magic is the only dark magic I want to hear about. <laughs> this is Raceland never cut his upper arms. <laughs> Blood magic. <laughs> well, it's been about two years since we've seen him. We don't know what happened. Let's, uh, let's stop talking about kids and goths and all this other crap. Well, yeah. Let's well, listen. I mean, and Raceland is sexy. I mean, he's thin. <laughs> Thin. <laughs> underneath those robes, there's nothing but a gaunt gray frame, and it's just yeah, hot. It's a, he's go- like, it's a he's, gold frame. No, it's, it's a gold. It's golden. Gold. It's not a, always is it gold. Well, yeah, he's changed. It's like, it's I, like sexy jaundice. Exactly. <laughs> hey. Jaundice can be sexy. I'm waiting for Gold hey. Bond or whatever, a Jurgens to do like a like a like a jaundice is beautiful <laughs> ad campaign. I'll be driving into work. There'll be a giant billboard with a jaundiced woman in man. Standing on it. I, I, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. He smells the spices. He's spicy and components of magic, which I imagine are dead rats. I mean, I well, and, 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 and some women out there may dig, you know, the extreme dad bod that Cameron has going on right now. <laughs> yeah. I actually think Raceland probably has the amount of allure that Ozzy Osbourne did back in 1977. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, oh yes, gosh. yes, definitely all of those things. Wait, why, don't we, let's, why don't we grab a round first uh, before yes. we dive back into dragon lines. All right. Yeah. Tell you what, I will get this one. Hey guys, lady, lady, honey, sweetheart, come here. Come here. Let's let's get a let's get a round of that Naboo craft ale off the tap there. It's a nitro and let's get some of that sand people cinnamon whiskey too, please. Oh. I was in a relationship no, with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room. Boy, did she have good Where's time. my coin purse? Why don't you fellas follow me to my couch? I'll show you all my glory is good. What'll it be, boys? Tavern talk. All right, well, we're back. Uh, I've got my pottery mug filled with uh, the latest spicy draconian brew. Because, yeah, I like them. They're they're strong. Um, but here we are at the end of the last home, sitting around Luke, the fire. Luke, yes. Luke, we said no dwarf spirits. Oh, come on. <laughs> no one. dwarf you spirits. You get one. Hey. Oh, but I want him to start. <laughs> I want him to start things on fire in here. You know, true. You know I always sing better on dwarven spirits. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who are just uh, just have found us now, this is Tavern Talk, and we ha- we during this time we take about twenty minutes, half an hour. Tends to be half an hour yeah. uh, to discuss whatever is going on in the nerd universe uh, before we get to reviewing the book. So if you if you're like I'm here for the book, where's the book here? Uh, you know, skip ahead about half an hour what? or something. All of our like naysayers are from Brooklyn. They're all Brooklyn. <laughs> all of them are Brooklyn. They're all like 
stereotypical Brooklyn Jews. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Like I feel like if I was like in at Ohio at some sort of Comic Con, people would be like, "Ah, you do that podcast? Yeah, it's all right, whatever." You know. And then then all of a sudden, if I was in Brooklyn, people would be chasing little kids chasing me down the street with bats. Hey, you that guy that doesn't like that Dragonlance novel? Hey, we're gonna get you. Hey, I tell you what, you mention the hammer carrots one more time. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, more I, time, yeah. and I'm gonna hammer your foot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna say this too many times. I'm not gonna say it too many times. But unless you start talking a little better, I'm gonna have to break your legs. <laughs> this is how we have offended uh, all of the Eastern Coast people. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, don't worry about it. It's gonna snow pretty soon. That's all right. We'll go. For, we're gonna go for the Southerners and Tesla twins. If you're wearing Crocs right now, you're gonna not be happy with me. Okay. <laughs> okay so tavern talk. Okay. Tavern yes. talk. Okay. So Luke, uh, and what's going on in your nerd universe, buddy? Um, well, you got a couple of things to catch up with from our last episode when I couldn't talk. <laughs> um, yeah, you were out of it. Jeez, yeah, that was... And I, the few words that I got out were the most difficult thing. <laughs> I had to do that entire day. Um, so anyway, yeah, I uh, started playing um, Legend of Zelda Breath of, Breath of the Wild. Breath of, that's, that's the name of it, yes. Um, super cool. Like, I mean, if you guys have played any of the like Ocarina of Time for 64, any... It's kind of like you take those games and just add a little bit of Skyrim. Big, huge world to oh, explore. Cool. You yeah. don't have to necessarily do anything in any specific order. Hey, I was a huge Adventures of Link guy. <laughs> <laughs> they brought a whole nother dimension to it. <laughs> the third. Third <laughs> dimension. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. A lot of fun in that game. I know it's, it's a little older, but I'm slow on video games. It takes me forever to get into something. It's uh, cheaper to buy them way later after release date. True. There you go. That's, that's, that's <laughs> always my excuse. I did that. Um, I'm gonna consider it nerd stuff. I went and saw The Incredibles too. Uh, oh right. Actually, do you like it? I did. I did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, packed theater. I was in like the second row. Would not recommend sitting in the second row. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I always love going to. Um, CGI animated movies, just kind of check out the tech and see how everything looks, because right. they can do some amazing things these days. Um, some with that movie, they had uh, all these warnings on the outside, all these like epilepsy warnings about like, hey, in the beginning of the movie, um, if you're epileptic, you might want to like, you know, just wait or not look. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't have epilepsy. Right. Um, <laughs> got like about a half an hour in the movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, what were they? I'm like, is, is this so like beautiful that like the CGI is just tripping people up? And then it went into this like fight inside of this like strobe light room and like oh this is definitely what they're <laughs> <laughs> um it was a good movie you know i mean i don't know i there's a couple parts that definitely made me feel old as all the children were laughing and i'm like that's not funny <laughs> <laughs> um had that i saw there's a movie coming out overlord i showed you guys the trailer before yeah we, we all watched down it yeah. here Pretty much, I don't know, it just came up as a YouTube ad for me, and I'm like, oh, cool, World War II movie, and all of a sudden, zombies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, zombies, like, ooh, zombies, Nazis. J.J. Yeah, uh, Abrams. Yeah, D-Day, J.J. Abrams doing something dark yeah. and gritty before getting back to Star Wars Episode Nine. J.J. Uh, Abrams, you sure you got time for this? <laughs> um, <laughs> you put but zombies like, in his mystery box. Yeah, kind of, jeez. <laughs> Kind of like oh, it looked like a Wolfenstein the movie almost. I don't yeah, know. I, that was immediately what I thought of mm-hmm. when I when I saw World War Two zombies. I was like, it's Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yes. like what yes. Yeah. And there'll be a scientist. That, no, there won't be a scientist. They'll be creating zombies, and we'll always wonder who created the zombies, but we won't know. He will uh, leave that part of it that's in the mystery box. The mystery box. That's in the mystery box. You can shove that mystery box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that that's about it for me. Um, 
Hey, just so you know, the weird thing, uh, yes. now that you're talking J.J. Abrams, uh, it was not for sure that he was going to re- do Episode Nine for Star I didn't Wars. Know that. Really? And now he is. I mean, they brought him in to do it. And uh, you know how they always have like a name for, uh, like a code name for the yeah. Star Wars or whatever? When they're filming it, I can't remember what it was before. Four? Star Wars, please forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as he took it over, they renamed it to Trixie. So the working title for Star Wars Episode Nine is Trixie. That's not the title. Trixie, They'll like come out. the stripper, or what? Yeah, that's, I know. that's well, immediately with the right. IX being really big, like oh, nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Trixie. Oh, that's a mysterious, Ooh. mysterious mystery box. Ooh. There we go. We're going in that mystery box, box again. <laughs> oh my lord. Anyway, that's all I got. Clob. What sort of nerdiness you got for me? Um, truthfully, I wasn't lying in my intro. I have <laughs> I have spent the last at least two and a half weeks being incredibly non-productive. <laughs> I'm looking over his shoulder at his list. Yes, um, I've been doing a lot. It's, it's summertime, <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of fishing. Like I mentioned, numerous. Hey, that's not nerd stuff. Like I've mentioned numerous times, I have an 11 year old, <laughs> so we've been we've been doing a lot of fishing, a lot of shooting guns, uh, <laughs> things like yeah, that, going yeah, through fire yeah, safety. Yeah. Uh, I tried to play a buddy of mine, actually Neil, for those of you who know the show, um, Neil gave me a couple um, Japanese PS3 games that he has. Oh boy. And so I, I don't even remember, I don't even, Shadows of Something was the one that I just, I played to like the first guy you fight and then I'm like, no. <laughs> that um, good, huh? The other one that I tried to play was, uh, it's Ico, 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 whatever it yeah, happens. Ico, Ico all day. The Kid with the Horns. Yeah, yeah the Kid with yeah, the Horns. I remember that game. I played it for maybe a day, and it's just—it's just not my thing. Pretty puzzle, isn't it? Like a puzzle game. It's—it's—it's—it's it, it, it's, oh, it's a, it. a lot yeah. of wandering around, but you have yeah. to like. There's this girl that you're supposed to like get out of the castle oh, and everything. Oh, that's right. And so you have to keep running back to her and like grabbing her hand because she won't uh, automatically follow yeah, I remember you. And, I watched. Uh, then all of a sudden, like black things will come out of the wilderness as you're solving a puzzle on the other side of the room and drag her away, and you can't. And then you have to like read. The biggest thing that bugged me actually, I probably would have played it longer, but every time you had to do a restart. You restart. It wasn't the restart at the beginning of this scene. You restarted the same points. Were always like three scenes previous. Right? Yeah. So you had to go back through like three levels of the castle you've already gone through. No. Dragging that was somebody good. along. That was with back you. in yes. uh, back on uh, G4 TV back when that was a thing. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah, they, they had a show called X Play that, that reviewed video games, and that one of their biggest criticisms of that game is like usually the um, what are those called? Uh, where you gotta lead somebody around. The es- escort missions yeah. are generally like everybody's least favorite part of any game. They're yeah. like, <laughs> and the hey, entire game hey, is yeah. escort. Yes, hey, you yeah. know that mechanic in the game that you hate? Well, here's an entire game based on it. <laughs> 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 because um, I would totally agree. Escort missions are the worst. Yeah. The sto- I could see the storyline. The storyline look. The, mm-hmm. the, the storyline and the things of kidnapped children trying to escape and everything else. It just it was just not my bag. Mm. Uh, one of the things also, and this came out today. Uh, as of recording. As mm-hmm. of recording. Luke, you talked about Overlord. Mm-hmm. The one that I caught recently that I just have had to watch like five times today just to go, oh my God, DC, you're just throwing up on yourself, <laughs> um, was the trailer came out for the new DC Titans TV series. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's a TV series. It's Wait, a TV it's, series. It's not a movie? No, it's a, t- it it's a, movie it's a, it's a TV series trailer. in the DC universe. Like, I was trying to look up to even figure out where it was being played, and I couldn't. Uh. So it'll be, you can buy it from DC, essentially. Ah, okay. So it's going to be one of those. And but truthfully, the tra- streaming services yeah. or something. Yeah. So basically, the, the trailer looks fan-made. 
It looks it, like yeah, some, it's not great. It, no. it, it's, it's not good. The, yes, I understand that Teen Titans is not the cartoon show. The real I've read the real yeah. Teen Titans. The real right. Teen Titans is dark and brooding, and right. you know some horrible crap happens. Mm-hmm. But this just came, man, maybe it's coming off of our la- our our last <laughs> podcast yeah. and the last book we read. But it was just came across as so angsty for me. Oh, way too. <laughs> I, I yeah. The, there's a whole line of I the, the whole you know Robin swoops down and the guy's beating up a guy. These guys in an alley and he swoops down and one of the guys looks up and goes where's Batman and I was like F Batman yeah, yeah, like, yeah what yeah yeah, yeah just, they're going for the uh, Marvel is the uh, good universe you know mm. the goody goody universe so we're gonna go even darker we're gonna go gritty but if you watch the trailer that's all they have like I think they have like a fight in a hallway and something on a fight, roof fight in an alley. the alley yeah the alley fight it's like they, uh, yeah. they've seen a few fights and we're like here's a trailer go like, yeah, like make just it... watch that trailer is there any storyline coming out whatsoever and they just made... besides angstiness exactly they the made... someone has darkness inside them yeah. well they make that was what I got. my mom says there's no such thing as monsters. I've seen, seen that. <laughs> and then they got the the tip, the same music they use now for every one yes. of these guys. Well, who I don't know who that artist is that's singing. So they I are it, raking in the that kind of the kind of girly voice. It looks like it yeah, lo- yeah, yeah. And I understand that DC is doing this. Um, you know, you've, they've had success. They've got to with, separate themselves from Marvel. They've some and, way. and they've had success with with the CW shows with yeah. Arrow and Flash and yep. stuff like that. But. That doesn't lend itself to an MA rating. No, 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 no. And no, you have no, to be, no. you know, you you have to just kind of. They're, it, it's like that kid, or it's like that dude who's in the bar who's hitting on the girl, and you're you're sitting across the bar watching it, and you're going, "Hey, Luke, Luke, watch this, watch this. Look at how freaking hard he's trying." <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you're trying to flirt with your audience, yeah. and you're the guy who's trying way too hard that you're coming across as a creep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why most blockbusters come out as PG-13, because it's a sweet spot for getting as many mo- viewers as you can. The only one who tried to thwart that was Deadpool, but there's a very but specific a reason ca- yes, why Deadpool is a different character is to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're doing uh, an entire series of uh, superheroes, doing this like... R going hard R just because that to me is just like the comedian com- comedian who gets up on stage and just does uh, yo, ma- just, yo mama jokes. now I don't know what to say because uh, yeah, like I, I, we're a clean podcast but does the you know it's, it's the group that does will... sex jokes the entire time because that's universal and everybody yeah. will laugh at hey, a, to- a toilet humor and it's hey it's hey look at me I'm edgy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not dice. You can't pull it yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> Stop I'm edge. Oh my dice. Paul, what have you been up to? You know, similar to you where it's summer, I am relaxing, trying not to do too much. Oh, you know, don't oh wanna, to be a teacher. Don't want to be too much. Uh, don't want to work too hard. I have been summer. working at the Mos Eisley Cantina as oh, well. That's, uh, that's true. <laughs> I, I, on the other hand, have not. I've just mostly been training, but I have been getting into... Uh, the Witcher 3. I have decided to crack that game open and see what it shows me. It is a great... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, it, is a, it is a really good game. It is just one of those... It's a great game, great story. Uh, and the choices you make can sometimes screw you over or screw a bunch of people over. It's great. There's no. Sometimes there's not a good choice to make, no matter what. People are gonna die, and I like that. It's a more realistic mm-hmm. game, but well, with magic. With with magic, I'm saying the choices yeah, versus yeah, yeah. the normal yeah, yeah, yeah. video game where it just says you have the good choice, you have the bad choice. It's like 
I don't know. Somebody might die. Good luck. And figure it out. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's It kind of gives you a, ugh, that sucks moment. <laughs> yeah, nice. What about you, Bob? Well, uh, Solo has put me on a kind of a Star Wars mm. kick, in a way. I had never really watched, uh, you know, with Maul showing a, sp- a spoiler alert, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, Darth Maul showing up at the end of that movie. Uh, I had never watched any of the stuff. I'd watched Clone Wars, uh, but not all of the seasons. Like mm-hmm. season five and the last season, I didn't, I didn't see. Uh, but I had never watched Rebels, so I started watching Rebels uh, just because I wanted to know. Are you, um, are you making it? Nah, cartoons are not my bag. No, I, I am either. still watching this cartoon. I'm floored that Disney... It's fine that they wipe out the EU, but then saying that this stuff is canon... I yeah. mean... Man, this stuff should not be canon. Yeah. I, you, know, you know, I mean, there's stuff that is really cool... And there's stuff that it's it's a cartoon, mm-hmm. you know, and and it'd be like it'd be like you're uh, you're really into the Avengers, and then all of a sudden they're like, every, and everything that happened back in Tailspin, <laughs> remember that cartoon, or mighty, or even even Mighty Avengers, you might, yeah, mighty, yeah. Ave- mighty, yeah. Mighty, mighty Avengers is the is the like little it's kid, the, it's the lower elementary school preschool yeah. Avengers cartoon. Saying that that is canon, it, it, oh. it gets a little, it, it's ridiculous in, in some some aspects. So I think my level of nerdiness with Star Wars has has now gone away where I was like when back in the 90s I was reading every novel dissecting every technical manual um if this is the direction we're going I don't care to dissect any of this junk mm-hmm. I don't care about the connections I don't care about the you know all of that stuff right now so. I have a question for you about yeah just saying putting putting aside JJ Abrams for a minute yes. putting aside JJ Put Abrams in a mystery and I'm, <laughs> and I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump shows on you here and I'm gonna jump yeah. I'm gonna jump universes going to the Star Trek universe yeah have you watch have you ever watched the Star the the Star Star Trek cartoon series, which is the a, old one. From yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. It's yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. the last Holy season. Yeah. That's canon in that universe. Really? Yes. Yeah, so that was always considered to be the next season of the TV show. Oh wow! I did not know. That and that's canon. canon. That's a way, but they did it in a way that it worked. Right. Right. It was still yeah. the characters. It was still the storyline. That everything was PG and it was a cartoon. Right. right. And that's why but, it works more on an intellectual level because they're pretty deep cartoons. They're not. They yes. don't really work on a kid level. That's probably why that was canceled too. Because it, it's pretty. Well, yes. You know, it's pretty heavy stuff. Yes, and that. But but they that was done. I feel correctly. Yes. Yeah. Because it kept it within the seriousness. Or the comedic, the the, okay. the the dramedy, if you would, right of yeah. that universe, right. And that's how all these cartoons have been too. Even Clone Wars, there are some where you're like, "Whoa, yeah, that, this could be canon. This is great." And then <laughs> another one where Jar Jar is hanging off the end of a tank, you know, uh, you know, drinking green juice. Uh, it's just, it's Kool Aid. It's nuts. Like it, it, it's all over the universe. And I do know, um, I actually really like the guy who's in charge of both cartoons. Uh, Dave Filoni, uh, because he had to ride the line for he was under Lucasfilm. George Lucas was working with him, and he was like an old school fan who would do cool things. And then George Lucas would be like, "Yeah, and in this uh, we want Greedo in there," and uh, you know all that. Like he he'd shove things at Filoni and make him do it. You know, reading between the lines. And uh, I think Filoni should be given a movie. I'd like to see him direct a Star Wars movie because I think his sensibilities, if he was if he was allowed to do what he wanted, Dave Filoni would be the guy to do a Star Wars movie. But 
Uh, I don't know. But that's pretty much all I've been doing besides Dragonlance, you know, reading the movies, doing stuff with Dragonlance. Uh, you guys ever Google George Lucas without a beard? No, no. That's the stuff that. nightmares are made of. <laughs> like, there's a reason he wears that face. There's some people meant it's, it's to not only real. Have somebody, beards. somebody photoshopped it. Oh really? It's, oh my god. <laughs> there are there are people who are meant to never shave. You know, I think I've crossed that line. I'm never shaving again. You just look so darn good with a beard. Well, thank you. My wife says the same thing. It's never coming mm. off. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you also have one of those faces where it's it's the meme that goes up with the big bearded guy, and then he shaves and oh. looks at the sink, looks back up, and there's a little kid there now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I shaved, I would look like a wad of play-doh with two marbles for eyes. <laughs> No, you just look like you're 12. That's true. That is true. Well, now that we've started talking about beards. Uh, Do you want to grab another round and jump into Time of the Twins? Hey, let's talk about Time of the Twins. Let's talk about Time of the Twins. Hey, Derek, come over. the gender book. Yeah, gender book. What, you didn't read the gender book? Uh-oh. We got press. Ooh, tell me It's a DeLorean, isn't it? Scales were always in my face. I might have driven a DeLorean here. I pull up a chair, friend. All right, so here we are. We got our frothy mugs in hand. Here to talk about Dragonlance, Time of the Twins. Mm, yes. Book one, a volume one. <laughs> Boy, have I been waiting. Back then. Oh, I've missed that. <laughs> I Boy, have I missed yeah. that. I think I've said it every time. <laughs> Part one, a volume one of book one. Dragonlance, Time of the Twins, or... Did you say you read the Jenner one, or are we talking about that? Yeah, yeah there's also one by Jenner, the Jenner Girls. Yes, the Jenner Girls. Time of the Twins. The <laughs> Jenner Girls also wrote a book called The Time of the Twins. Where, so if you're pulling it up on Amazon and you find a book by the Jenner Girls about teen <laughs> angst and how and how to randomly become a, mil- a self-made millionaire when you're born into money. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. You were born and she was born into money. No, no, no. no. Uh, I, I that's know. not the one we're reviewing. Today. Wait, it's not... Oh, did you read the wrong one? All right, guys. Here I was all <laughs> ready to talk about that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm really confused because you said you were really liking the book. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't worry about it. I, I was I was really impressed and I got a little emotional about it too. You're, to- was, you're totally a Kylie. It's, it's I mean she's almost a billionaire, guys. <laughs> Are you donating to her to make sure make oh, sure she is a billionaire? I've already given her all my money. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> okay, well this is yeah. All right, well we're we're back. Paul no longer is on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you to get out of here. <laughs> oh, we no. want to talk about her. <laughs> all right, let's all end right. this, Bob. This you... bit is done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a synopsis? Did you give it to the fourth chair again? What's happening? Oh, then? I have uh, much more than just a synopsis. Uh, upon reading this, I, I, I have been watching Southern shows a lot lately. Like Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Tra- trailer Park Boys? <laughs> trailer Park Boys, here comes Honey Boo Boo. That's not in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter, it's still... A trailer park is a trailer park is a trailer park. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I mean, the beginning of this book just gripped me. We're talking about getting emotional in a book. I was so invested at the beginning of this book. I mean, we have... We have Caramon... And he is downtrodden, and I feel like he was a soldier coming back from Vietnam, just not understood. And so I decided to do the plot synopsis in a song form. Wait, where's that music coming from? How are you doing that? <laughs> um, oh, God. Uh, nothing says Caramon like bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord.
My twin brother's name racing with the hourglass stick. The war of the lands made us heroes to fear. I came back home to solace and hung up my spear. My girl Tika runs the end of the last on fire. And everybody knows I drink too much shine. Now racing with Jay, wanted God Bowers bad Seduced a hot cleric with everything he had Jumping back in time to ages untold Will we ever come back from this star of old? Now the king priest of Vistar is a powerful man Ask the gods for intercession is his misled plan A race is gonna stop him, that's his final goal Practice arcane magic to gain total control Came back in time, took this and Dantalus down Set up shop, he gonna run this town Chris and Yoranda racing in the middle of the night Couldn't stop a crime, the King Priest wasn't right You know he's just a man who can be bought and sold Gonna bring the wrath of heaven down on his star of old Um, <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm actually kind of impressed, Bob. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, Did you like rock that out in the shower or something like that? Just screaming away? Oh yeah, I started writing this in the shower with dreams, with visions. Uh, I'm hoping that the main body of people who like Dragonlance also drive around jacked up trucks and so that they can just have this blaring with their arms hanging out the window driving down a deserted gravel road with a schmitz in, in one hand I just after that I just I have the vision when they describe uh, Caramon and Tika's house which we'll get to where there's tools and stuff all over the yard it's a trailer house and a tree now <laughs> Now I just have the vision of the wagon of the wagon without wheels on blocks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Caraman, winter's coming. Are you gonna put that skirting around the bottom of the trailer? <laughs> so, anyways, we begin the book several years after the last set of Dragonlands. Hey, we open with like a, with with a, like a, a little prologue. Right, uh, one of the longest prologues I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna bring it up right off the yeah. bat because uh, I I read the annotated once again the annotated versions of this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right? You did, so you it's got Weiss and Hickman doing their little things on the sides, right? And in the annotations, Margaret uh, says, "Why is this a prologue and not a chapter?" She says she gets this question asked. Why mm. is because it's long. It's yeah, very long, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She says that this introduces us to two characters around which the rest of the story revolves. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true, but does not contain info that you must have. She had a professor who said that not everyone will read a prologue. Hmm. To which I say, who the blank doesn't read a prologue? Have you ever I, picked up a book and gone like, I'm not going to read this prologue, just start at chapter one? Didn't we do that with one of the Dragonlance novels? Uh, that's where I, think it was, I think it was Luke who went, wait, there's a prologue? Yeah, and that was actually, <laughs> I had missed it. I'm because, sorry and, that I just ran you down. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that was, it was because I missed it, because there's so much, there's like maps in the beginning of the book, and I'm like... Like, what? Oh, I just, yeah, how confusing can that be? Like, there was a map that threw me off. I jumped to chapter well, one. I'm, I'm all. <laughs> I will. There, there was just a lot of stuff in the beginning. I'm like, oh, blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, chapter one. Here we go. Yeah. And to be, yeah, and yeah, to be fair, it, it could be the acknowledgments. It could yeah. be like yeah. you know, yeah. You yeah. Do yeah. Thank the, you to Zenu for <laughs> giving me the inspiration to write this. <laughs> nah, nah, and I'd nah, like, nah. and I'd like to thank Dale for being patient with me while I was going through this process. <laughs> you know, I hate that part <laughs> of the book. Like, really, because you don't know any of these people. I wish I'd at least tell you who these people are. You know. Yeah. You know, my, my dog's groomer, Jim, who <laughs> suggested this from the book. Like, like I don't know just, who these people just, are. It's just a note to them. That's all it is. Yeah, that's true. But at any rate, uh, the meeting. <laughs> the meeting. Hey, let's actually get into this I book. I will say, one thing I like, uh, this is the only thing that has, like, a title along with the chapter, because they have to. Because it's just a prologue, so they have something there. Mm. Right. Yeah, right, so we're, right. No longer, just... we're no longer doing that old Dragonlance thing oh. that... Gives it away. <laughs> yes, which was the yeah. spoiler. I'm, I'm really happy with this. Yeah, yes. Chapter not. one, everybody gets together and leaves on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happens. Yes, a meeting, comma, departure. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, but, okay. Ch- chapter three, a fight in the mountains, Flint dies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, I have to say, starting this book again, yep. I'm still not over Flint dying. <laughs> was there an ache when we start well we'll get to chapter we'll get one there. we get yes. to chapter we'll one get there, but yeah. we open in the library of Palinthos and we meet Bertram as he nervously enters the study of Astinus he, do, do you, of do you remember Bertram from the other one yes, yes. okay yes. I, was, I was gonna say like, I, I'm like mm, I, I feel like he was a guy I don't remember Bertram but I remember uh, Astinus like, Astinus yeah, I, he's, remember, yes. I remember he's, him he's, he's Astinus's red shirt 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, Asnus is there. He's doing his thing, just continually. And I do, uh, going back, I said this in the last book, too. Um, Last Dragonlance. Right. I love Asnus. I really like. I love. I love the scribe of the universe. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's a really neat idea for a character. I think there's a lot of mystery to him, and he's he's a great kind of uh, focal point that kind of balances between the real world, if I can use that loosely, of Kryn, and then the god world. Like he's this weird kind of uh, passage point in yeah. a way. Well, and well, when you're with him, you feel like. Like, you're in kind of a weird transition point between the worlds. And see, I always felt like he was the balance between our world and Crit. Oh, I like that too. Like, he is, like, the, the, we, are, for the we are reading what he's writing down. Yes, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do like Asinus. Um there, there is to be a meeting between Raistlin and the Reverend Daughter of Paladine. Yeah. Actually, in the annotations, you're right, Club. Uh, Hickman says that he envisioned Asnus as a way of readers uh, being able to believe that the story was being passed down. Mm-hmm. As, you know, if, as, as, as it's them. a yeah. real story yeah. from another universe. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tracy, uh, again, um, gosh, I shouldn't be keeping using these things because people mm-hmm. who've read the annotated version will be like, yeah, we know we read all these annotations. But whatever. Well, you know, uh, uh, three out of the four D- Dungeons & Dweebs hosts have not. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, this true. is for us. This yeah. is for us. Yeah, yeah. We're only doing this for us. Uh, you're just there listening. So, uh, <laughs> Tra- he, he, he didn't mean that for I us. didn't mean that. We I love, love you. I'm the podcast sorry. is free. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you're not giving us anything. But it doesn't have to be free. Like, if you want to take, like, a manila envelope or, you know, an old tax return envelope and well, send well, us money. Well, what was the old, what was the old, what was the old car talk thing? If you want to if you want to talk to us on the back of a hundred dollar bill, you can write our address <laughs> and like, send would, it in I the mail. <laughs> I would like to receive anything like an old Ninja Turtles card. I, if somebody just took an old Ninja Turtles card sent in the mail to yes. us, I would just be like, hey, a, a fan sent us a Ninja Turtle card. <laughs> we will have to work on getting a PO box. Yeah, yeah, we got it. I don't know. know. If you if you have an old shipwreck GI Joe action figure and want to write our address, Address on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Um, but Tracy says Astinus is an avatar of Gillian, uh, mm-hmm. if not Gillian himself. And we kind of had a big discussions over exactly what is the nature of Astinus. Is he a god? Is he not a god? And so uh, Tracy is revealing that he is Gillian. Um, um, but Chrysania, this is the last thing I'll say for a while of the annotations. Uh, Chrysania's name is a Christ metaphor. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I know. I my, the my virgin, mind. the virgin girl, all in white, is the yeah. priestess. Yeah, and we'll get into. Oh, I think a lot of that. It's cool. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, he's alluding to a lot of this. I do feel it gets muddled, even when Tracy is talking about how 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 this is. There's a lot of Christianity and Mormonism thrown into this book. A huge amount. You know, I I don't see it. I do remember us talking about. Uh, is it Hickman? Hickman. Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I know nothing of Mormonism. Yeah. There's they can't drink coffee there, or something. There's a lot. Can't um, drink. Coffee or C- alcohol? See no lessman. What? I, think I, don't, I don't know if either of those things are true, but I don't. I don't. Know. It, it <laughs> I don't um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like that you guys bring this stuff up because that's just something like Kryn is just so separate from reality. Reality to me, right? Like Crisania. You're not seeing this. Yeah, Crisania yeah. is just—it's a beautiful name. That was all. That's all it was to me. But I really, I, I love this though because Crisania for me actually was a, a, a problem name. Like I love Crisania. But I did. Uh, I, I talked to you about this. I'm like, how the heck do you even say how, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, every time I'd write it in my notes, I'd have to look back at it in the book. Like, what? Is, Chrysania. Uh, but Chrysania. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> what are we talking about here? I started breathing it. She's Chris. After this part. Right, but I love it because Burger King came out. It said, uh, Margaret Weiss says that Burger King came out with a croissant witch, and she couldn't (laughs) stop calling it the croissant witch. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is so funny. I love it. Okay. I love it. So right. uh, yeah, do they still have the? Yes, yes, yes they, do. they do. I'm gonna start. That's all I'm gonna ask for. They're not. A, they did a sandwich. They did have a croissant sandwich, please. They, they, I, I want it very plain. I want it very plain. I want nothing spicy on it whatsoever. They did something different now though with the dough for the um, for the bun, <laughs> so it's not like... good. <laughs> It's not as good as it used Chris to be. It's not sandwich as purist at the table. <laughs> Why does it take four hours to get through half a book? Because we don't talk about the book. We, we just talk oh. about. Anyway, you just what is the consistency of the dough of a croissant? When <laughs> And this you, is what you tune in for. So, so Chris Sandwich walks into the room with Anthony. <laughs> Chris Sandwich and Roast Beef Sandwich are having a meeting. But Chrisani is very important. She is like central to this whole book, which is why I don't know why Weiss is saying that you don't have to read this or it would be thr this to me. I I love this chapter. This set up everything. Yeah. Oh God. You you this need you this. have to read. The, I don't know who's skipping prologues, but you got to read this prologue. Prologue. Mm. We meet Chrisania. She is described as statuesque. She wears the white as a cleric of Paladine. She has black hair pulled back severely. Right. Is sitting and staring fixedly. I love. This because instantly we know she is a black and white character. Mm -hmm. She like, and what I love about Chrysania is as we go through this book, she will start anyway down her character arc. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, she will really have a good arc in this book. Yeah, and actually, just the uh, inverse of Raistlin color wise. You know? Oh yes, <laughs> which is all intentional. Oh god, yeah. I love I love this. Yeah, because they're going to be like balance points. They're going to mm -hmm. balance each other out. You know, kind of the good and evil coming together yep. in this in this book as we go through. Um, but she's sitting there awaiting Raislin. Yep. Um, um, and yeah, what Astinus? Astinus is going to be like a sort of a mediator in this meeting between the two. Uh, we will drop Est. Oh my gosh, names Estelin. Estelin. Yeah. He's dying. Uh, the old religions are spreading like wildfire now that the uh, um, uh, Tachesis has been stricken from the realm. And right. and I like the idea, too, here of the our, our, our hall of education here being yeah. the neutral ground between right. mm. the white god and the black devil, if you will. Right. Yes. So yeah. this is neutral ground, so that's why they have Asnus here. That's why they're meeting in front of Asnus, is because nobody's going to mess with Asnus's place. Right. And I, I like what's being said in this universe, and, and this is where I think uh, what, what Hickman, and probably why you don't always grab the Christian metaphors out of this, is I think Hickman and Weiss set up a universe uh, where the perfect... Crin is one that is in balance between good yes, and that, that evil. Yes, that was talked about in the, yeah, la yeah. In the last which, sense. Which is not what most mainline religions would go for. There's always a battle between good and evil, mm -hmm. and you want evil to lose at some point. Whereas Crin, it needs, mm -hmm. the good gods need the evil gods, the evil gods need the good gods. Uh, it's in balance. It needs yeah, to maintain I, I think, balance. And that's, that's the, the, the neutral god. Right. Is the one that kind of is always like showing them. And I think it's, it's something about what is it, the scales, that's the yeah. natural god? Right. In, or, in order for the force to Gillian. be within balance, yeah. in order for the force to be within balance, you need both sides. Right, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I, which I really like, but um, uh, I like how uh, you get, like, this idea of Chrysania as right away she comes off as being a very kind of ignorant in mm -hmm. some ways, and she is just on fire for her faith, you oh, know, yeah. which yeah. I like, it sets her up as a character with a lot of 
growing to do, a lot of places to go, which I, I really mm-hmm. I really like. Um, Elliston is who we're talking about. Right? She was yes. converted by Elliston because we had, in the last books, we talked about Elliston and how he was converting everything, and I thought that was kind of a part of the book that was kind of a throwaway. Like, okay, this new religion is coming up, and he's going the around. The old religion. Uh, yeah, the old religion reborn. Yeah, Correct, and, 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 El- and Elliston was, you know, to go back to Christian theology, Elliston yep. was always Peter for me. Yes, and definitely and the, the, yeah. the first pope, yeah. the, 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 the last left, left of the original disciples that is now spreading this through, and she's down through his tendrils. Right, right. Yeah. Elliston loves his pretty priestesses. Yes, he, yes, yes, he does. He's kind yeah. of, I, Wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's a whole Not other if I was Elliston. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you're, you, you've nailed it, Clob, uh, uh, to, to labor the, the church metaphors that's going on. Because I, I, it's going to flow throughout this entire thing. This idea that there's this early church, mm-hmm. right, that is getting started. And correct. he is Peter. Yes. That is correct. And even the names that are given, the Palantheans is what he names. I mean, you look at the New Testament of the Bible, there's Ephesians, Corinthians, Philippians. Yeah. You could have a book to the Palantheans yeah, in exactly. there. Yeah. Like Hickman is drawing on Christianity uh, a, a lot and his Mormon faith. And I think where he'll start drawing on his Mormon faith is what Mormons in a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, um, what am I going for? Uh, Mormons and Methodists and Baptists, right, uh, that have departed from Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of this book as Hickman's personal indictment against Catholicism, <laughs> right? Where okay. the where where the where like you said, the church is getting started by like a, the first Pope Peter, right? And then when we go back in time and we we kind of meet the head of the temple, he is the Pope. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're so meant to supplant the Pope in in his stead. Anyway, uh, all that aside, um, <laughs> sorry, that's, race... that's not in this half of the book. That's not in this. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, you get it. has been in the Tower of High sorcery in Palanthos. Um, yes. There's this, what, this is like mentioned that he just kind of showed up, cast a spell, and that body of the wizard that's been on the fence like kind of like saluted him as he went through. Yeah. I thought and, that was super and cool. And what a cool description and... of the Tower of High Sorcery, like rotting skeletal fingers clawing their mm-hmm. way up from some unhallowed burial ground. Mm-hmm. And, and this is my house now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, love it. I love it. That's basically what it is. He just yeah. walks in and goes, I know I can control this. It's mine. Yeah. You got the password. He got right in. Yeah. And you know what? I, I Again, uh, a lot of people probably could get down on me for having dogged on the, the last books, but I did love them. I was, I was playing some, in some ways the part of the naysayer, so, which we've decided to go away from. Uh, but so we've uh, ha- we I, have when Raceland enters, I'm excited. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just and what a perfect Raceland way to enter, too. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> but I love I have it. things to do. I've forgotten how much I love this idea, which I, you know, I think has become something that's used a lot. But Raceland is this powerful mage, but he's weak, right? It's yep. something mm-hmm. that they took from the Dungeons and Dragons, you know, yeah, playbook. But uh, I really Physically, love when they stick to that archetype mm-hmm. that you're super powerful in magic but feeble of body. Well, yeah, yeah, you're not going to take a punch, but in Raceland's case, nobody's ever going to get anywhere near enough no, to touch him. No. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the amount of times he just appeared and disappeared in this book, uh, it was, nobody could get close to him. Right. Unless, unless he trusted them, that's mm-hmm. the only way I can think. Yes. So we start off with this meeting, and this meeting is essentially just, Crisania has had the, vil- the vision from Paladine. Right. Mm-hmm. And she is going, she, she's, she's got her mission. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she even tells Race, you know, I'm, I'm going to save you. Yeah. And, yeah. Ra- and Race laughs at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that always goes over well when people you say, can. I'm going to save you, mm-hmm. Bob. 
I'm going to save you. Right. I right. don't know from what, but I'm going to save <laughs> you from save, something. Yeah, save yourself. Oh. From and this, I don't know, to me, this vision that Chrysania had, I, I, I think Raceland did it. Right away. Mm, interesting. Right away. Really? Oh, down. and see, I was, I was, I was going, I was going that it was an actual vision at this point. Mm. Oh, Late, that, later, yeah. on, later on, when we get some more, de- when mm. we, when we get the, I love it when a plan comes together from Raceland. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah. And again, I, I love, uh, I love that Raceland invites her to his tower mm-hmm. for further talks. Play some video games. And this, yeah, um, <laughs> Sp- spell books and chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You want to play Ico? I'm really good at it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know if it, it was just not brought up in the original trilogy that the tower in Palanthos was also called a tower of high sorcery. Yes. So that's where I. I didn't remember that, and like when he's like, "Meet me at the Tower of High Sorcery in two days." I'm like, "How are you? How is she gonna get all the way to the Tower of High Sorcery in well, the Wayrith Forest?" Well, yeah. <laughs> well, remember, they all used to be towers. They of were high all sorcery. called the Towers. Yeah. I guess there, yeah, used I, I mul- there used to be multiple of them, yeah. three, and then when yeah. and then when the Kingfisher or whatever he is, <laughs> <laughs> the King Priest, when the when, when they, all of all of the mages went to the one. Mm. All, all of the mages went to the one to try to hide themselves mm-hmm. and like, well, well, we, we can all get together and protect one tower. We can't do all three yeah. anymore. Yep. Right. Because there used to be a... Yeah. Th- three or five. I think it was five. Five. Yeah. I think it was five. Five. And, five. Then, and then, yeah. yeah. And then this one was just left to the dude who well, threw thought, himself off and yeah, cursed, cursed it as everybody yeah. else was leaving. Right. Yeah. And that's the only reason why it's still there. Yes. Is because of that dark curse. Yes. So we have this. They go through this. He disappears. He, uh, Raceland disappears. Um, Kusania gives, uh, starts talking to, it starts, you know, this is my plan is I'm going to, you know, go see the other wizards at the Tower of High Sorcery and they're going to help me get to Raceland. And right. I'm, I've sent, ta- I found Tannis Burfoot and he's going off to get the garbage dwarf. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about that some more. And um, end chapter. Uh, <laughs> she accepts, right, uh, to go to Raceland. Yeah, there's much like sexual tension between the two. Um, instantly there is. Insta- yes. Instantly, yeah. yeah after, uh, and she's after conf- Askness, like, gets ticked and storms off, like, I'm getting so far behind on my work. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Storms right. out of there. Uh, yeah, and then she she's to meet with Raced in two days, and at this point, I'm still thinking... He, she's supposed to go to the other tower, but I, <laughs> I get really confused, and we'll get into it. Tire, yeah, yes. right, right, on, right. Yeah, on. and so, and then race disappears, and she's there alone for a minute with, and she's like, "What are these butterflies in my stomach?" <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Was, he was hot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah Raceland's yeah. body is super warm. Yeah. I guess she is like that. That Soft just velvet. like a super good church girl mm-hmm. who's just uh, like hanging out with her friends, and then all of a sudden, you know, the biker gang shows up, and she's mm-hmm. like, "I just." Hate him. I hate him. Oh, I would jump on the back of that. No, no, I would not. Even, uh, even, even in Crin, yeah, the good chicks have a thing for the bad boys. Yeah, it's true. Yes, <laughs> yes. But what I like about this, this is also balanced out by the fact I, it'll come up then that the bad boy has a good a thing for the well, good chick. It's well, also yes. his weakness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we're on to now chapter one. Chapter no one. more prologue. Book, book one. one. Chapter one. A volume one. A volume one. It makes it sound cooler. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Um, hey, Tika. Yeah, I love. Tika's some barman. I like her. She's just a salt of the earth woman. Tika is my favorite. <laughs> but you she's know, busty. She's she's got a good work ethic. She can run. She can run a business on her own. She don't need no man to define her. Well, but she's sad. She's sad, and I think we get that. We get that image. I want. I I automatically wanted to know what was going on because right. from the get go, I'm like, okay, it's Tika, and she's doing her job, and these things are happening, but she seems off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not her happy-go-lucky. 
lucky. Everything's good. Caramon's awesome. Yeah, no, it's she just, starts out. She's no. just she is just reaming out Desra. Yeah, <laughs> this this uh, this helper right who's working at the bar. She's spilling some beer and she's just ripping her a new one. And you're like, oh, that's not the Tika. I remember, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't like that Tika. I don't want that. Tika. And then we have the we have ones. uncomfortable things happening with Gully Dwarfs who like uh, who's going and licking the spilled beer up and stuff like that. I don't know really where Gully Dwarfs sit. Like I don't know what what are we supposed to think about them? Like uh, should we be for like human rights for Gully Dwarfs or not? They feel like very sub. Like I hate to use the word sub intelligent. But I feel like in Kryn, it's okay to have this weird middle race that isn't all there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, are, are we supposed to feel like like everybody in the bar is a jerk because they're laughing at the special needs busboy who accidentally spilled the glasses? You know, <laughs> flowers from El- flowers for Algernon, or you know, these these di- these different aspects. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel really bad. No, I, I feel know, really bad. bad. I, I don't know. understand. I, I I'm right there with you, Bob. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand where where we're supposed to sit here. Yeah, I, well, I, yeah. it was a different time back then. Yeah, great. Right. I don't know why. I, was I mean, honestly, like I just think they are the comedic relief. Tika's sitting there yelling, screaming, and then oh wait, there's a gully go- gully dwarf. Yeah, named Raph. Yeah, Raph the Gully Dwarf. Lapping yeah. uh, yeah. up beer. Yeah, and it's t- like, haha, oh wait. Tika's running the Inn of the Last Home now. Um, yeah. We get a, you know, I, I like it, like, throughout these cu- first couple chapters, we get some, like, recap, and, and, I, and I don't hate it. No, I don't at all. Uh, like, a uh, recap in a separate trilogy. I know I kind of harped on it. I think I was you harping did. on the, the yeah. first trilogy. There was too much recap. But when you're in a new trilogy, yeah. and and I feel like time has gone on. We're separated yeah. by time here is what has happened. We need to know kind of, so what has happened and where does this all yeah. fit in? T- Tika's running the inn, um, and man, did I want some spicy potatoes so bad in this <laughs> chapter. <laughs> we got to cook some. It was, it was like late at night, and I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of hungry, and I'm reading the book. I'm like, man, I gotta go for some potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you said, Tika's obviously unhappy. She doesn't even want her friends mm-hmm. to stay long when they come. So we know something's up. We Look, jump. Uh, Tannis is on his way, and he's Tannis. a big old hero now. He's a big old hero. He's Which fleeing. he should be. He's fleeing with a woman. Well, he's a big old hero, and he's a prince, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it supposed to be hidden from us that the person with him was Chrysania? Because I kind of knew right away the woman with him was Chrysania. I had, no, I didn't I know know. until they said, his, they said her name. I thought it was Goldmoon. Oh, really? Okay. Because I, I figured they just named Goldmoon. They were yeah, going to say. There was something like the way it was being described that I thought he was leading around an old woman. Yes. That's what I thought. Oh, and then no, I, 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 like, no oh, it's, the, right it's the rich girl who has a gun on a hike. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like, for some reason, it painted a picture of an old woman. But there's these, we get this idea that there's pursuers that are lurking on the edge of their vision. So there's this yeah. kind of you know urgency that they're trying to get. Uh, somewhere, nothing is made of those beyond that, right? Uh, it totally is. Racist. It is. It is. When they get back later to the on. forest, no, la- no, later on. What's that? What is it? Uh, at oh. the end of book one, we learn that that was part Raceland of that was it. part of Raceland. Yeah, Raceland was doing he, he too was right. in there to put all these pieces together. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say, but for us, right, I got stuff to do. Move along. Yeah. Move it along. She's got to get here. I got, I got stuff to do. Yeah. But nothing <laughs> else really comes of that you. until we find out that, like, so so. I wonder, like, did they think, like, oh, we got chased here now? Where's the things chasing us? They just yeah, why Why did they think? What was chasing they them? Were just they were just seeing things shadows. at the edge of their vision, giving an urgency. Okay. Yep. Um. This is where uh we had talked, Luke and I, because I... I, I saw you while I was in the middle of reading this, and I was going, is there... So I got to ask the rest of you two, you know, Paul and Claude, uh, was there a weird, like, break 
here in your book between where it shifted between Tannis and back yes. to the end of the last home, yes. where there's no paragraph break, and all of a sudden it's it's back there, and I I didn't know that happened in in the beginning of this book that happened to me a few times. Yes, where there okay. was just a weird. It was just a shift of point, and, and, that, and that was something, okay. and, and that okay. was something that was done that we talked about with the first trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something that would that they did quite often, where all of a sudden you'd be here and stuff was going on here, and then you're in another place, and yeah. there's no right, like right, 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 right. There, there aren't enough carriage returns in between yeah. the paragraphs. Right. Yes. And maybe I, maybe me, it's because like give right, me the asterisks, yeah, give me the little, the little right a, a line. Yes. and like <laughs> like right now maybe it's because it's summer and I'm reading a lot of Clive Cussler. Okay, but Clive Cussler just holds your hand through it, and there's like either chapter breaks or there's like giant spaces between yep. shifts in point of view. And when you're with a new character, it it tells it, you. Yeah, it tells you. Usually it's that chapter, yeah. but in this book, I will say in the beginning, that happened a lot. As I read it further, didn't though, anymore. Correct. It this, in it, fact, this it became much more linear. linear. Yeah. This was the only instance that it happened yeah. for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. But, but we do get like, okay, so he, it's Tannis leading Chrysania. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I'm still, it's still supporting my theory that she's meeting Raceland at the other Tower of High Sorcery. <laughs> oh, I, oh I, yes. I see yeah. what you're getting. Okay. It is a very quick dropped line as to where she's going. Yeah, because it doesn't check him out. It doesn't much. say how long it's been or anything. No, no. I'm like, okay, well, I, and, and Tannis is like, well, I guess in chapter two, I guess, can we just say we're in chapter two now? We can go yeah. all over the place, yeah. come yeah. back, um, whatever we need to do. Yes, we arrive at the we arrive at the end of the last home. Yeah. Right, and Otic is just like inflating what he yeah. did during the land. Yes, I, I like and I, I, I like the character of Oleg here because I have known that guy who sold the bar. Yeah, yet still comes into the bar and talks about it. And talks about when he owned the bar. <laughs> now, when I owned the bar, we did it this way. And what I like is Riverwind is there, but it's very obvious he's there, like as the token. Like Riverwind's here, remember him yeah. from the last. <laughs> yep. And he's gonna leave. You know, and we get a little quick drop. We get a little quick drop about the family. The family's yeah. going. On. This was so needed because the other book was so top heavy with characters. Uh, again, I think mm-hmm. Weiss and Hickman. Uh, the success of the other trilogy, they now have the power, they have the reins, they can do, I think, Correct. more what they want. And so, again, the last trilogy, not deriding those two at all, uh, they now have control, mm-hmm. and it shows. They're they're getting rid of the superfluous that's actually, characters. I was, I was surprised that all these characters were even showing back up. Yeah. Well, you need the quick reunion. Yeah. It is. It is. Know, and that, I mean, that's it, it is very quick. That's it, very quick. That's that's what it is. Is it? This is the this is the fan plug. We're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have Riverwind and Tannis show up here to make a quick cameo. Yep. Which I'm glad, because, okay, Tannis, you know me and Tannis. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what's your plan, Tannis? What's your plan, Tannis? These two Put show, in the hands of Caramon. That's what these, you these two show up to make, make the quick cameo, and then they're out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they both, because they're both royal, they're both royalty, and they're both leaders, and they both have their own stuff and their own yeah. kingdoms yeah. that they got to yeah. go deal. Yeah, with. And I, I really like, you know, like what, like Tannis has crap going on in his life. Like I, he's like, I can't, I can't stay yeah. here. And I love I that he's help. got crap in his I, life I that he can't. And I was afraid going into this book that all of a sudden it's going to be all right. We're going to everybody back together, and it's yeah. just, it's going to be the sequel. It's going to yeah. be the rehash sequel yeah. where we get, where we get everybody back together, and they go do the same thing as they did in the first one, except the bad guys do. <laughs> I, I will right. say when Tannis. First appeared though, there was a moment where I just groaned. Yeah. It was when Tannis just starts well, you crying. Know and, oh, I'm like, okay, yeah. and I'm like, oh gosh, please no, please don't I have this again. But for I felt an I felt book. for Tannis because the mo- because this was right before they got to the end of the last home and t- he walks by the place where he met Flint three, four years or two years ago or whatever it was when they began the last adventure. Yeah, like three, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it is it is that thing where you go by yeah. something that reminds you of somebody. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that I gotta I'm say, okay with, but it, it just happened. Well, and there's, there's so much like, sobbing oh, in this shut book. Up, Tannis, don't crying. sob. Yeah, don't sob. Started crying. Uh, but yeah, I guess for me, it was uh, just the bad luck of where I, I have not a whole lot of negative things to say about this book at all. Um, but it just so happened that when Tannis showed up, is the only place in the book that that weird jump happened and of course it's like tennis shows up and somebody drops a vase <laughs> yes. like i'm like yeah and sure he like that first prologue was so strong for me yep. and then all of a sudden tennis shows up and yeah you can hear the scratch sound scratched well, up and then, yeah and then we go and then we have this whole thing with tika where she's like oh i invited everybody but and then and then we go into tika's head for a while but yeah. we don't really go into tika's head we just get her whining now about stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like oh god here we go yep. Yeah. Well, and I'm actually fair at this point actually kind of getting intrigued cuz I'm a big Tika person. I love Tika. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so what's going on here? And it's hard for me to remember like I read this book a long time ago and so I knew what was coming up this time around reading it again. Yeah. I knew what was going on with Caramon. Mm-hmm. So, uh So we get but to it the, still we, got me interested. We get to the end of the last home. Chrysania's got all, a yeah. mission. She mm-hmm. needs to, you know, basically she needs bodyguards. Yeah. This and then this is a D&D setup right here. Yeah. You go to the tavern, you meet the lady, you meet the you meet the uh, priestess lady who needs bodyguards in order to get to where she's going, and that's how your adventure begins. It, it, it is. It's like a weird like D and D campaign mixed with reality. I do. I love. Yeah, Tannis is going off. He has to go there, having the funeral for Alhana's yep. father. Yeah. Yes, yep. right. Who's been dead for two years? But okay. Anyway, I got. Um, I, got <laughs> I got. I got to get to my. I got to get to my father-in-law's funeral. My wife's gonna kill me. The speaker, yeah. the, the, the speaker of the sons. His wife, right? his brother-in-law who is actually married to Elhana and I like their... Portheos. Portheos, yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of talking yeah. about like... Hey, remember these names, guys? Well, no, it was yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we're getting them all... It's but it's, it's, a, it's, it's good, like, it's it's real. Like, they're like, oh, Elhana married him, but it was totally political. We all know her heart yeah. longest term. It feels mm. very real. Yeah. It feels very organic. We're getting a lot of name drops, but it's not and so, jarring. It's, yeah, it's and so the, the situation. Like, Tannis, he's like, I'm going that way. I'll bring you. And I know my buddy Caramon, he'll take you from there because... I don't have time. Correct. Yeah. But like, I'll, I'll help you get there. But we gotta, we gotta go. It's <laughs> like, also a really good way to explain why there isn't you... the big party again. Yeah, where it's, it's a, just like, yeah. well, this person's busy. This one's got this. Mm-hmm. They've got a family. Yeah, it's an efficient way of putting all your characters out to yeah. pasture. So, yep. so, like, like, so, just... Some priestess says like she's got some mission, but you know what? The world's not ending. I'm just gonna keep doing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I gotta do this, and I'll make arrangements for you, and everything yeah. will be set up. And but we gotta go now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm running late. But again, there's no cell phones. There's no Facebook. They may have written. They may have been able to write letters back and forth. But nobody. If you're not with the people there, you don't know what they're right. doing. Yeah. True. But Tannis tries to. Hey, Riverwind, will you take her to where she needs to go? Right. And while they're talking over old times. The doorway is filled with a dark shadow, and Caramon comes lumbering in. I'm here. How? No, it, no, it was. <laughs> how come nobody told me it was a party? Yeah. Wait, he doesn't. I, I. Okay, he shows up, and Tannis doesn't recognize him. And I have a real hard time believing that because I don't yeah. care how fat you guys get, <laughs> or how much you don't shave, I'm always going to know it's you. 
Yeah. And you guys yeah. aren't like I the. Agree. It's dark. There's candlelight flickering. There's, okay, maybe, you know, maybe. different. But also, like, sure. he's just like the biggest dude. Like, yeah, yeah, but now he's now he's also vertically and horizontal. Yeah, but we're again. It's, I don't think we're led to believe that he's morbidly obese. He's just got like a extra forty pound oh, beard. Oh, extra no, forty oh, pound beard. No, because no, they talk about his thighs a bunch later on too. And it, it's always I can't that remember part, what. Oh, he so he looks like Weird Al in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. video. Yeah. <laughs> it's the diff- it's the difference between Ben Stiller in Dodgeball and then Ben Stiller in the credit <laughs> yeah, scene no. in Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oh. Eddie Murphy bit. He's yeah. doing an Eddie yes, Murphy bit. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> We're in the fat yeah. makeup. Okay. So bit more, in. Okay, folks, we'd like to hear from you on Facebook <laughs> or uh, Twitter. Which reference was better, the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor reference or the Dodgeball Ben Stiller reference? <laughs> really, we'll start a poll. Well, you know that we'll never get any feedback no. from this. But anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of suspense surrounding. Um, the well, he, I love the, the fact he, that he the walks in the door and he passes out. Yeah, yeah. There's there's that one line and thought. Oh, oh, hey guys, who didn't invite me to party? And he's just <laughs> Well, let's talk about this. What do you guys think of the choice to make Karaman uh, a drunk? I, I, mean, I love is, it. Drunk. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. This, yeah, it's realistic. I yeah. think this is the greatest move that those two authors what could does, have done in their universe. What What does the and what does the warrior do when there's no more war to fight? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or what does the protector do when his ward is gone? This you, you this, sit there and you are lost. This idea would resonate as being true. To nearly anybody who is reading this, whether you're from the time, you know, at the time when this was being written, if you were still, you know, an old fantasy fan, and from World War, new people from World War II, from Vietnam, you know, the Gulf Wars, any of those, you you know, you, there'd be these stories about the warrior who comes home and and feels like there's no more war to fight. Where is his place? And and just, we all we've all met. Yeah, we've all met the guy, you know, sitting at the bar or. Whatever. Well, back when I was in Nam and we did this, and ever since I saw some really incredible. Let me tell you a story about the days yep. in the war. Buy me a drink, and I'll tell you a story about the days in the war. Right. And you still revere him as this hero, mm-hmm. and you cover up for all the facts that he is now like, well, so what are you going to do now, man? Well, and, and you know, like you're now living a life that is not. And it talks about he tried to do a bunch of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of all fell by the wayside when right. the bedroom that he was building for Raceland, Raceland was never going to come to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we can talk about it all, uh, all through the book, mm-hmm. or through uh, even the parts, uh, the first half, that that he is still hung up on his allegiance to Raceland. Oh, yeah. Oh, without yeah. Raceland, he can't go on, which I find uh, this is such a great move for the writers because I thought Caramon was a character who went nowhere. In yeah, those last he, yes, he had no story he, other than I'm going to follow whatever Raceland constantly That's was it. just a pawn for mm-hmm. Raceland yep. to the point of where I was going. You know, somebody needs to slap him in the face and with it, a fish. Yes, because he just I, I like I, I'm getting sick of how how pandering he is to uh, to Caramon or to Raceland. What I love is that the authors I think know that and bring him to just the pits, and it makes him so it makes him so human. Yes, and it makes him so fallibly human. Yeah. And also, you know, again, we all we like I said, we all know that guy who relives the height, whether it whether it was the high school football, football game or yeah. the war or whatever. Yeah. We all also know the guy who we feel bad for his poor wife, but we put up with him because we know his wife loves him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Uh, which I love. I love that Tika, uh, in, in a lot of ways, is the one that yeah, she's putting up with it. Um, she's the enabler. 
in a lot of ways, uh, and t for a brief moment, mm, yeah. and then she really takes it to him. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah, that, that's, that's when she just... Everybody has their breaking out. point. Yeah, exactly, yep. and she will have it. But, uh, man, uh, we're at, through chapters mm. two, and I, so far, yeah, and this even, book even, has not stumbled, really, for me. This has been fantastic. The, so the only stumble for me so far has been the weird whining. Mm -hmm. The whining, and the, whining. And, the, and the weird shift. That's been it. Which was, the whining was ubiquitous. Whining and crying a lot. Happened yeah. in well, Chronicles. Yeah. Well, that I like I like the I, I like the Chrysania move here too of the oh hell no, <laughs> and just leaves. Yeah. yeah. She's just no. I'm not dealing with this. Mm. Bye. Yeah. So yeah, we learn what happened to Caramon. Taz is on his way because uh, Chris sent him out on some errand. To get, we, to get Bumpa. Yeah. We're I was so worried when when that was her plan. I'm like. Okay, so is she gonna show up with Boo Poo and that's just going to like sway Raistlin? I yeah. was I'm like, if that's what happens, oh, that's right. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh oh, the dark and powerful Raistlin, like, oh I remember the gully dwarf. I guess I'll be good now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can I'm, have a soft spot. For I, I'm her. so worried remember about Remember this that. garbage fragile you met once? Here she is. <laughs> I know what there's, there's, oh, also, love her. there's also a line like Tika's looking at Chrisania and she's like, I know she's in love. And like at this point, the only thing that like Okay, the only thing I know about Krasani is like she's only talked to Raceland once. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, and she is yeah. a she is a severe woman. Yeah, yeah, she's in love. She's a zealot. Okay. She is a severe zealot. But well, and, and I like, can also see that going from coming from Tika. Mm -hmm. Going back to Tika and Karaman's relationship in the original trilogy. Yeah. Because it was and where their relationship is now of mm. oh god, I remember when we first met and I kind of felt those ping jings and now I have this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, I actually, I, and I didn't take notes in chapter four. It must have been this book kept me up late a couple of times, and that must have been like one of like the last chapters. I read. Oh, so not a lot. Not yeah. A, yeah. Like, like, we, like I just I finished the chapter. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. I just chapter four. We kind of have like a day in the life of Caramon. Uh, yeah. Right where he he wakes up drunk, stumbles in for breakfast. Tika yells at him for the display last night. Your friends showed up last night at the inn. At, uh, no, no, our no, friends, our yeah, friends yeah. showed up, and you embarrassed me. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, what's the like? So you remember? So uh, like, so it's like she's like she's kind of like lead, like, hey, remember last night? Like, yeah, yeah, I remember what I did. <laughs> what yeah. did I do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I. I, I yeah, I, I totally remember, guys. Then oh, she yells at him, so he gets up. Wait. He gets up, goes back into his room, and like a true drunk, <laughs> has liquor bottles hidden just everywhere. stashed Dang everywhere. Man. I love that Otik shows up and says that uh, you know Chrysania has left. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I just I imagine Caramon just, and this is where like all the impetus of him being like this drunk. The, you know, sitting around the house mm -hmm. wearing Crocs. That's what he's doing. Like, he's just sitting there, drunk, like, he got his wife beater on. He's, he's got, he's got a Cabela's magazine yep. sitting on his lap. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go fishing later. Just, uh, a, just a hams next door. <laughs> what are you putting down the hams? Okay, okay, fine. He's just got the plain bottle of Kharkov. No soda, nothing. Yeah, oh yeah, it's straight <laughs> vodka for this guy. My you God. know it. Yeah. Just sitting in the sitting in the lawn chair that really has like three strands left on the yeah, bottom in the yard. Yeah. Reading the Cabela's, looking at the wagon that's up on blocks. Yeah, I'm gonna fix that up. So. Yeah. Yeah. He used to drink vodka. Now he drinks Fireball because he thinks it tastes like he's. Too Don't big you rat. knock Fireball? <laughs> he <laughs> nobody knows I'm drinking. It's I got big red. I I'm just chewing big red right yeah. now. 
<laughs> so they, yeah. Um, it's, Don't it's, you knock fireball. I'm gonna knock fireball. Oh, that that poison. <laughs> My body does not like fireball. It's cool because country western music sings about it. Yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, does Taz show up in chapter four? Is that that chapter? Yes. Yeah, yes, we, yes I, I, I do. I love the like Taz point of view, like just wandering through town. Well, like, the door's locked. I That's love it. Rude. Yeah. Why would they lock How the door? Rude. This yep. window works. Let's get this window open. Sure. And he's like, he's not even like sure that it's their house. Right, yeah. He's just like, oh man, I like this place. And can I just say that last time Taz wrote the last trilogy, I felt was kind of bumbling, which he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they kind of tried to shove him in and the stuff he was doing didn't always work for me. Throughout this entire book, his character makes sense to this plot. Yes. Like they found out how to yes. use Taz mm -hmm. in a way that and, works. And, ta and part of that is, and they talk about it in here a lot, especially when we're in Taz's head, Taz has grown up. Yeah. 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 He's afraid. Yeah. He has fear. Right, yeah. and which I love you need that. because writing a character that is just constantly without fear, yeah. just doing it, really is hard to do. I, I uh, liked it, it. It smacks of not real. I liked how they did the fear though, where he's not afraid for himself. Mm. That's he's always like, well, I don't want them to get right. Hurt. Yes, I don't want right. them to die. I remember when Flint died, and it was terrible for me. Right. If I die, okay, it's a very but if, it's a clever Flint, way. Of doing no, yeah, it's a great way of making a mm -hmm. kinder have. Fear. Yes. And I like the description of the garbage elf. Garbage, garbage elf. Garbage uh, fraggle. Because it's because they keep referring to her. They, they don't introduce her right yeah, away. It's just like a pile they of just, laundry. Yeah, they just, yeah. Like, and I'm like, wow, there's really a lot of crap in this yard. <laughs> <laughs> he truly has just that junkyard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, so he bounds in the window and he goes, oh my god, Taz. And, Right. Or, well, and I love aren't they yelling at each other? He just kind of comes in. And yeah, like, but he just, no, yeah, he just starts like yelling at Caramon too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But like, Tika, wait, what did, what did he do? Because Tika <laughs> is just whipping armor at him. That's like, what it you is. are gonna go after her. She get is out in the woods alone. Yeah, no. Get this on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, are we doing this? Is this a game? And then he picks something up and like <laughs> throws it at Caramon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Let's do it. Here's a boot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Tika. Oh, she's just a fiery redhead. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that Tika. <laughs> Throw an armor. You're going to get up. You're going to do your goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. what was that? Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I love this again, too, that Caramon, when Taz arrives, it's, it's the house that Caramon was building, and it's unfinished, and the only finished room is the room for well, Raceland. Well, yeah, well we, had this, we had this scene at the, before here, before Taz actually gets to the house, where Taz asks a passerby where Caramon and Tika's right. house is, and, they, and the guy points and goes over there, and he, he looks over, and there's the half-finished house that looks... Kind of, yeah, it's, from afar away, it just looks like they're building a nice half-finished yeah, right. house. It's that oh, beautiful that's, tree house. That's, that's that's not a bad. That's a nice looking house. And the guy's like, "What the heck are you talking?" No, 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 no. Down, down, down. The trailer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, oh, they're building that nice house that they've been building for ten years, and they've been staying in this trailer for the entire. It looks time. like the Berenstain Bear house. Uh, but <laughs> Berenstain or Berenstain? Do you, oh, we don't want to get into that. And as he gets, what do you remember? Yeah. And so that's when we find out that there's tools and stuff, kind of like just rusted in half, and there's like half nailed on boards and stuff on yes. the house as you get closer to it. But yeah, so they're in the bedroom. They're throwing armor at, armor at Caramon. Caramon's just drunken. The like, Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't understand me, woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I love that this chapter ends with Taz saying, This is certainly starting out all wrong. Yeah. And, yeah. and in my head, I'm going, Oh no, this is starting out all oh, right. No, it's not. And this then, is this is perfect. Then even then, exactly the problem we had with uh Dragons of Autumn Twilight. 
we got no bad guy right away. Cut to chapter five. Uh, Kit's back. Yeah. <laughs> she's riding oh, Sky. Oh, oh, <laughs> there she is. Oh, my God. Enjoy. Oh. And I, okay, I'm going to ask the question here. I'm sorry I don't have those same feelings. I just picture, like, old Sigourney Weaver on the back of a blue dress. <laughs> What's I, wrong with I, that? I don't find I've Sigourney got, Weaver attractive. I, I, I've got nothing for Kit. I didn't, I never, Even when she uh, was in a, the first alien. It's, I just couldn't it's Tika all the way. Tika all the way. Yeah, I'm Tika. I'm Tika. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Team Tika. Give me a bad girl. So Kit's here. Sky is here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question now about the Draconians. I thought all the Draconians after Takesis was banished. Yes. Died. Or so we were led to believe. No, I thought I thought they just went kind of crazy. Like when like in uh, Lord of the Rings when the tower fell, everybody ran. Goblins, orcs, all of them started running. That's what came to mind with me was when Takesis died, everybody started running. Everybody separated into their own tribes. They were like the aliens from Ender's Game and they weren't able to communicate telepathically (laughs) with each other. After after the queen was dead. After the queen was dead. So yeah, we got got that. I I was confused by that also. Um, Yeah, okay. The Draconians. Um, and then I didn't bring it up before. Uh, Raceland's cough is back. I thought that was healed or something when he put on the black robes or had had the talk with the dragon. I, I thought it was healed Who's as well. he talking to when his cough is back? Oh, Crisania. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but like, he's playing and, and that, up for and, her. And that's, and that's why I... that Because that, cause I, I never... F- I never saw him. I never read him... Them talking about the cough mm-hmm. anytime other than when he's in front of the good people. Yeah. Or oh. the other people. Oh, I like that. Okay. I mean, but. So I took, know, that, I took that as he's still coming playing. out of his mouth. So? Oh, yeah, but I mean. Honey, I, I can make blood come out of my mouth right now. What? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awkward. It's magic. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, we're gonna lean on that crush. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know I'm with you, and I know so like it's the I, guy, I've, it's I've the... been back on the Dragonlance pages, and there are people who know this universe uh-huh. like the back of their hand. But I'm with you, Luke. That uh, again, we're just reading these mm-hmm. books yep. uh, and just saying what we think. I was under that same impression. Yeah, because it's it was a ruse. even. Yeah, and I, even, I like your explanation. It's the guy. It's a ruse. I'm sure there's people listening who have all the backstory as to what's going on. Here. It's it's but it, yeah, it's the it's the guy who limps right before the big race. Right, right. To right. throw his enemies off yeah. guard, and then I all like of a sudden there's nothing wrong with his foot. I like. Yeah, I do. I do. I do like it. Um, it just didn't come through when I read it. Uh, you know, I did because I didn't remember. I I, I didn't yeah, know yeah, where he mean, was at. Did he? Does he have the cough? Does he does? And actually, I don't care. There, there was, when, there was some, in, in the scene that we did on our our uh, last episode for the Lance Chronicles. Yes. Um, like even like when I was Raceland in that like it so much like I thought he was healed so much that like even in my no you yeah he was him, as far as I, I, knew, I even I tried to make him well. sound like he was like stronger. And, and again, if you watch, if you pay attention, because I was paying attention to this, and it's in my notes numerous times in here. About the idea, this guy picked it up. That was as as Claude was writing this down. He picked it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I hate you guys. <laughs> but no, it was numerous times. The only time that he has the cough, or they describe him as being frail. Mm-hmm. As being as frail or as frail as he used to be mm-hmm. is when he's in front of other people. He's playing simp. Yeah, he's sympathizing to or trying to look sympathetic to Chrysania so that again she'll get those instincts to like want to try to heal him to change. Well, and so and, and, and so you don't look you don't want to look your strongest right, right away in front of right. your enemy. 
I, I, I like that. that. Okay. I do like that. I do. I like that too. All right. So that was uh, Balsarog's problem. Or what? Who was the bad guy in the other one? Verminard? Verminard. Balsarog. He's just a guy. He's carved out of balsa wood, has stubby feet. Okay, okay. He wears Adidas sandals. That was Verminard's problem. Verminard was always stepped up to the absolute max. So you could figure out how to defeat him because he's always at 100. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. I like that. Um, so she's flying to the Tower of High Sorcery. Lord Soth will get through five. Uh, Lord okay, Soth sure. is, is with her. Uh, right. Took me a minute to I, remember Lord Soth, and then as soon as well, they guess, described you know, him she, again, I went, oh, yeah. She's, she's right. like, I love Soth. She's like talking to herself at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden like, he materializes once they're on the ground. But yeah. I, do, I, do, <laughs> I love like, Soth. They're, they're flying by Palanthos and like just outside of the range of all the guards and Sky shooting lightning bolts at the wall just because he's pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do like it. That is what a dragon would do. Oh, it's yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah. Just like, dragon, hey, yeah, just pissed. Screw you guys. You defeated yeah. us, but I'm just going to terrify and you I, over and over again. I, I, I went for the entire... T- um, yeah, this is Kitty R and Sky requesting a flyby. <laughs> right. That's a negative dragon rider. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, uh, like we've been saying, this is a scene that's totally just meant to be like, hey, let's get Kitty R in here. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, like, a, hey, Kitty R is back. Oh, and Lord Soth. I remember him. He's cool. Uh, and because... Uh, she is going to see Raceland, and Raceland pretty much lets us in mm-hmm. on part of his plan, right? That his plan is to use Chrysania and Caramon for his ultimate plan, which is kept in the dark mm-hmm. from us. We're not supposed to know right now what he's supposed to be doing, Yeah, what his ultimate plan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have no idea at this point. Uh, you, you get, like, little... I, I do like the way that we find out. You get little nuggets over time. Yes, which I, which which I, I enjoy like. because it's, because if you got it's it all, revealed if you got to it us all, basically as it's being revealed to Chrysania a yeah. lot of the times. We're sort of. only a half step ahead of her throughout most of mm-hmm. this book, and I like that. I really like yeah. that. Uh, I like how Kittyara reveals something about back to Raceland's birth mm-hmm. that the midwife wanted to kill Raceland because he was weak, mm-hmm. um, and it's Kittyara who saved him, mm-hmm. um, which in medieval times would have been a very very real yes. thing for midwives to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I really like, but then Kitiara talks about beating him too. Yeah. So, uh, like, it's quite the, quite the relationship yeah. that they have. Yeah, the uh, entire yeah. family's messed up. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. talk. Uh, Raceland and Soth have a little magic pissing match um, <laughs> at first. Like, I do, I do kind of like you know Soth like listing off his powers. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh my god, this guy's. <laughs> Scary. Right. Well, well, I think we're back to some of the really strong points of the Chronicles mm-hmm. where you have all of these layers of Kitty Soth, and Raceland all on the same side mm-hmm. in some ways, but working against each other. Yeah. Like Soth and Kitty especially. They all have their own goals, their own mm-hmm. wa- wants and layers to what they're doing. And it's it's a, it's a stronger, the story's stronger because of Oh, yeah, of it. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, and also, uh, Kit doesn't like Raceland's pa- plan one bit. She wants yeah. Soth to go off and just kill Chrysanthia, or uh, Chrysanthemum before, uh, <laughs> she Chrysanthemum? before she reaches the tower even. Like, just don't even chance it. Just get her out of the way. Um, Which is exactly what should be done. Which yeah. is what what I like because uh, like why why are you toying with all these moving pieces? Just kill her. And Beca- exactly. Because Raceland's ultimate goal is way bigger. Yeah. 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 Yes. Absolutely. She doesn't have all the pieces. Yes. She can't see the whole. Yeah. Puzzle. And there is, and again, very true to Kit's character here as well, and the character arc that we we had seen from the other books of, oh little brother, you're always scheming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and almost her com- confidence in herself is blinding her. 
to mm. just how powerful Raceland has become yeah. and mm. what he's actually trying to do. He's always going to be her little <laughs> brother. Yeah. My, my little fit, frail brother. If oh, I used to beat, I saved your life you and I beat you. Life, you fool. <laughs> yeah, I, is telling this plan to Lord Sutler, like asking him to do it, and I just I didn't feel like he was on board with it. Mm. He seems like he's like. Oh, let's listen to him. Let's listen to what Raceland wants is, to do. And is Lord Soth required to follow her direction, though? I don't that think was so. Not I, anymore. Okay, not anymore. Not anymore. No. After after that. there was after there was the whole end game in the last one. Him, he and his he and his troops were released from being stuck in that one area. Okay. Right. Yeah. So now now I just take it as you know. He's, you know, battalion number four. He is, but there, actually there was always, and one, I don't know probably. where they've gone with it, uh, maybe in other books, but there's still that weird kind of lust relationship. Yeah, there, there's, there's, a, there's a relationship oh, yeah. between the she, two. She and lords it, it, her sexuality over him yeah. to try to get him to do things. Well, I think and it'll, part, it'll come up later, like, no matter, like, how not on board he is with her plan, yeah. he still does what she asks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got ghost lust. Yeah. He's got a real well, ghost yeah. crush on her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the power of ghost boners. <laughs> I was trying to figure out something with a bone, but I yeah. just <laughs> All right, so as we keep moving on here, um, l- through the time of twins, Lex and Livia are on the run, and... Sorry, sorry, wrong time of twins. <laughs> not you two. <laughs> three days on the road, and now my... Sorry. Um, Karamon and Taz have been on the road for three days drinking the whole way. Don't forget about boo-boo. Yeah, there's always boo boo. Yes. Hitting, hitting every. I'll go see if she was in this tavern. Mm. Yes, yes. And you get a uh, new, new and improved, matured Taz. Which we talked about, right? Yep. That now yep. he has empathy yes. for his friends yep. and all that. So and he's outside like, taking care of Boo Poo, so he can't go in and prevent Caramon from getting into the cracked mug. A great name for a tavern, by yes. the way. And we and we have these descriptions here as they're walking along about Caramon mm-hmm. complaining about how his armor's chafing him now because he can't actually yeah. put it on correctly. <laughs> it's clanking it talks, because they couldn't cinch it down. Yes, it talks about it talks about, and I just have this vision because it does talk. A a little bit about how his um, waist, his his waist and his uh, uh, breastplate are separated by his, so his gut is actually <laughs> sticking yeah. out. So I just have this horrible <laughs> picture of fat Caramon with like the breastplate that's now like a half shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he started. He's starting to look like Yarna Del Gargan. You get from, a definite uh, minus two AC for that one. Yes, and it talks yeah. about and it talks about his th- and like because of where he is as a kender. Where his actual stature as a kender, mm-hmm. like he he keeps three apples high. Yes, he keeps <laughs> he keeps like looking at Caraman's flabby thighs jiggling under the armor. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful thing to stare at for three days while yes. walking around. God. Just go ahead of. Let's Caramon. go see if she's in this <laughs> bar. Um um maybe maybe it would be better, Caraman, uh, if we looked on the road instead of in the bar. Um, <laughs> in the bar. Yeah. No worries. So we learned at the cracked mug that Crisani has won. Wandering around aimlessly in the woods nearby, mm-hmm. and uh, Taz is worried that she might wander into Darkenwood, mm-hmm. which I kind of hoped. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's. I let's hope go back to Darkenwood. Let's, let's go back to Darkenwood. So it's going to be as awesome. long as long as uh, they don't have to ride on on the back of any uh, of the forest creature. And that, yes. that was her plan, though, to go see the forest master there and get a ride to the. Tower and as soon as sorcerer. as soon as we <laughs> found that out, I'm like, no, please. Oh, God, can we not go back to the centaurs? Which, by the way, okay, I'm I didn't have any problem with the centaurs. I had a problem with the the My Little Pony forest god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know what? Jump on, on me, rump. Uh, on the on the advice of a listener, I've uh, gone back and listened to or or uh, read a lot of the Xanth novels by Piers Anthony. 
I didn't read them then. That is what he was going for. I'm going to say Hickman was referencing and doing a shout-out in all of that weird grip-me-rump stuff to the Xanth books. Oh, you, yeah, you were oh, talking to that me is, about Yeah, those. and I right. love the yeah. Xanth books. Yeah, and the Xanth books are great. They're very farcical. But, it takes place in, like, Florida, um, but it's wonderful. But in there, there's a lot of weird kind of gripping the posteriors of centaurs, grabbing them <laughs> around the waist. Unicorns and centaurs having weirdly sexual relationships. It's bizarre. And, and But that's okay in that universe yeah, it's that, great in that, that universe. universe is set up to be that universe yeah. from the get go uh, yeah. we are not a farcical universe here yeah, that's why I, when, when they did, was referencing it and it didn't quite work when I don't they, think. yeah so <laughs> when they did the farcical stuff in the first series that's what got it wasn't that I don't like the farcical stuff it was just so out of place within <laughs> this universe I mean you're okay with centaur love right like you're alright with that like, I mean, I think we should all call you out and you should make a stance right now. Like, are you all right with that? Yeah. Are you against hey. it? Or are you against that? Are you a nace? Whatever two <laughs> consenting... What, whatever two consenting of-age beings no. do in a barn by themselves is their business. <laughs> so... You know, keep it in that barn. I don't want to see it on that out of my lawn. <laughs> well... That's that <laughs> I hear they pay big money on the internet for that. hey oh. <laughs> So... We're at the, the uh, what, the cracked mug. Cracked mug. The yeah. cracked mug. We've like, been there for a while. We find out that she's... I have the great English, like the English uh, pub sign. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That just has, you know, that is probably at this place only hanging by one chain. Yeah. And then has the cracked mug on it. I know why you had that image. Because that's not in, in my book. book. Oh, really? Okay. That's, okay, that's not in my book. <laughs> it's right in my book, chapter six, with the I little... That's in the notes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's not in my... I read the digital version, so that's oh, not in my book. Okay. Boy, okay. boy, digital versions sound like it sucks. You don't have, <laughs> you don't have the pictures? So they, um, they, they get their direction from the cracked mug, and they Can go on Can we get out of chapter six? Yeah. Well, yeah, Caramon just stomps off into yeah. the woods, right? after After Taz and Boopoo literally kick some sense into him... <laughs> um, Caramon leaves, and then the tavern vanishes. Well, and dun, we... Dun, dun, but we had, the, we had the quick drop in here, too, about as they're in there... And Caramon actually does ask at the behest of Taz, have you talked to Taz Bust? Have you have you talked to anybody yet? I was just getting to it. I had to warm these guys up with me having three pints before I asked them. Right. <laughs> and so he does ask them, and there's the two rangers in the corner or whatever who are like, Oh yeah, we saw her, we, we we saw that chick off uh, that back trail that goes out of the side of the uh, back of the end of the way of the field. And so that's why they started going. Mm -hmm. And so when they leave, and like you said, Taz looks back, and the inn's gone. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So we're into Chapter 7, and we lead off, Michael Williams is back. Yeah. He has a, he has a little three sheets to the wind pump. This, okay, was, wait. this was terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, now I'm going to fight. I, okay. I like this three sheets to the wind pump. This is like one of his finest pieces of oh, work. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, I'm thinking, never mind. No, I, I like this one. There's another one coming up. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I really, I really like it. He, I like it. in the annotations. He says he's not sure if three sheets to the wind is a common saying. So I was going to ask you guys: Have you heard of being three sheets to the wind? Because yeah. I did it all the time. My yeah. three sheets to the wind mean three sheets meet to the wind means you're drunk, but you're not hammered. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I knew that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like this is a very common saying. Michael Williams wasn't sure if it's common. Michael Williams. I had no Michael idea. Michael Williams is oh, really. I had. Michael Williams is the name of the guy who does these poems. Yeah. Huh. The poems and oh. the songs. What? 
Yeah. We, we oh, heard, I'm thinking we hyped on him. For no, I'm thinking. I, okay, here's where I'm going with this, <laughs> listeners. Here's why I was confused. I in my head, John Williams kept no kept thinking because we always <laughs> talked about these being Michael McDonald songs. Oh, Michael McDonald. <laughs> Michael McDonald. Oh, Michael McDonald. <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna be now. <laughs> Michael McDowell, he's a weird Irish guy. Um, but I, but I, I've always known what Three Sheets to the Wind is, but I like, I like this thing. Uh, weird thing, though, side note, he says to ask, in the, in the annotations, he says, ask Larry Elmore about the Milwaukee bar waitress with the feathers. Um... What? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Here, let me let me call up Larry Elmore. So, any of you guys, you're out at the, uh, you, you know, one of the cons, you see old Larry Elmore sitting around... Tell him you're reading old legends and that you'd like to know about the waitress with the feathers at the Milwaukee bar. <laughs> I don't know All what right. that's about, but I have a, I'm sure Three Sheets to the Wind has something to do with if, it. If one of you find out, just send us a Yeah, let us know. Somebody, I'm sure people have asked him now after this. Yeah. So, so what is I, the story? I say in honor of Caramon, we go to Milwaukee. And we go to every bar we can find to try to girl, find the girl with the feather in her hair. Who is now 58. Yeah. Uh, um, so I love it. Caramon, again, just roaring drunk in the woods. <laughs> thinks he's racelin. I'm going to start that on fire. That, bad this really got me. Yeah, I, I was starting to think like something was going on. Yes. like Raceland was messing with him, or when he was drunk. That's what Raceland I thought as well. Control yep. him, or yep, I yep. went, I went whole um, search for Spock. I didn't see that. Search for Spock is whoa! At the, what at, <laughs> at the at at the end at the end of. Uh, the previous movie, Spock, Spock dies, dies yep. but he puts his Spoiler brain... Spoiler alert, buddy! <laughs> Whoa, that's it's a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> but he puts his brain into bones. Oh, the, that. the character bones. Yes. Not into some literal bones. No, no, he puts his, no. Ca- he puts his character into uh, Dr. McCoy. Okay. Or he puts, his, he puts his brain into Dr. McCoy. And so Dr. McCoy keeps having these moments where he's Spock and then he's Dr. McCoy and he's Spock. Mm. So I'm like, that's a good read. I guess that'd be be really cool if that's what was going on. Well, and I went, so I'm like, is there part of Raceland that's in Caramon? Is the the good, is what was left of maybe the good part of Raceland in Caramon? (laughs) And that's why Raceland is over so far on the other side. Okay. And so, yeah, so I read this whole thing where he keeps like channeling Raceland as being. It, as being like personality defect, or it, as being like dual personalities in his head for some reason, mm. like we had in the last book with the whole fist and dantalist Raceland conversations mm. thing. Yeah, see, I was seeing this more as one o'clock in an Appalachian family gathering. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's just like oh, those dwarven oh. spirits will mess you up. Uncle Ned's just walking around the woods casting spells. <laughs> we when Uncle Ned gets his way, we just leave him be. Just make sure he doesn't well, find, fall. And Auntie that Boo Boo well. thinks she can light a fire. And yeah. can we talk about the dwarven spirits just for a second? Let's he do likes it. Why the, not? We talk about everything. He likes minutes. Caramon <laughs> keeps drinking the dwarven spirits. I always have these feeling that anything that dwarves are drinking <laughs> is way it's like the Asgardian brew for humans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or it's something it's something that yeah. it's real high octane. It's real high, real octane, high octane. And humans have no business drinking it. So maybe it's like having an absinthe <laughs> thing going on. Oh <laughs> yeah, like it's absinthe. Yeah, yeah, like that is I think in the description of what they were, Tika talked about how it makes him see things and how it a while back. I remember reading something about that. Right. But yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those where he's just 
Imagining fun things. So we're bumming down the Appalachian Trail. Right. Taz is super yeah. scared that they're in Boop, dark. And Boo Boo still has blood. that rat from about two, three years ago. <laughs> and, and a couple lizards. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. Are, you, are we sure it's that rat and not just some other rat? Well, it was, it was, it was her, her magical rat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'll say it here. It goes kind of towards the end of the book as well. But um, Boo Boo is used just enough. She's like a spice that just needs to be mm-hmm. used just, just. a with, you know... Yes, the garbage... Uh, conservatively. You yes. need to use boo-boo yes. uh, conservatively. And she's used just the right amount here. Enough yes. to be funny. Mm-hmm. And then before she gets sickening, she's gone. Yep. And it's just a perfect amount of boo-poo here. <laughs> you don't want to see too much of no, the boop and the don't. poo. You don't. Just, uh, just a little boo-poo. But, yeah. but they find Chris, Chrisania. Um, and we learn that Darkened Wood is no longer haunted. Oh, this is actually disappointing to me. Yeah, a little bit. I, I really like that. <laughs> dark and Wood is that was one the, of my that was favorite the best locations. part of Dark and Wood. I love Dark and Wood. Yeah, so. sort of uh, a la Lord of the Rings. Um, the ghosts helped out in the war, and they were freed from their curse. Right. And yes. they were able to yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, come nighttime. Yes. Um, They're attacked by Draconia. They are, and it's... Chrysania drops the line, Oh no, Paladine will look over us. Nothing good. Nothing good happens oh. when you say that and you don't leave somebody on watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Taz right. stays on watch. He, he does. He does. I, I love the stubborn. conversation he's... he has with uh, with Fizbin. So like, you know, I don't know if you remember me, but we're, we're really good friends. And, you know, I... I'm the one who found your hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always found your hat when you were missing it. And you know what? It's, it's not that I don't trust you, but I'm going to keep a watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's a good thing he does. Well, actually, it doesn't really matter that he does. Uh, I mean, Draconians. Gonna, yeah, yeah. a few of them. The Draconians come in. Um, Rupo right? just yells, gulp sludge! <laughs> yes. That's a good curse. I'm going to start using it. Oh. Gulp sludge! You gulp sludge! Yeah. And I like the, the lead in here. I think it was just enough of these shadowy figures to all of a sudden we realize they're Draconians. Right. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't go on too long of just being, okay, oh, there's things in the woods and there's shadows and there's things in the woods and there's shadows. It was, no, we, oh, there's things in the woods and there's shadows and it's scary. And holy cow, it's a Draconian! Well, <laughs> and, at first, too, when they were talking about the shadows in the woods, things like that, I was brought back to when Tannis was saying they were being pursued mm. by the shadows. So yes. Like, Okay, what is this? And then when the Draconians came, I'm like, Kit, all right, I know, Kit. And I was having real issues that are solely my own because I've been listening to the last podcast on the left way too much and I'm up to my eyeballs in alien conspiracy theories. (laughs) And now Draconians have a new meaning for me. They are the lizard lizard reptoids that are taking over our government. Lizard people, (laughs) don't. Trust lizard, lizard people. people. Lizard and people. I'll tell you how to find out. I will. Is one if you I want will to say that it was. Don't look at my eyes. And once the draconians show up, and once we know they're draconians, I had to walk away from the book for a minute before I finish the fight. Before I finish the fight. Really? Because oh yeah, because automatically in my head oh. we're sitting around the fire. Everything's really real, and then the bad CGI draconian cartoon. The copy and paste. Yes. Of CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you all look and move the same? <laughs> Oh, that cartoon. Oh, my God. That was a great cartoon. Uh, yeah, uh, Caramon's <laughs> drunk, so he is no help in this fight. No. I got um, these guys. We if, it, if it was the... Uh, nice little shot from from the Kender here, too. If it was the... If he was the old Caramon, he would already be up and have killed three of them. I guess I gotta do it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we have, you know, the weird... Uh, Yo- the weird Kender bouncing around killing Draconians and I just see Yoda from the prequels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so now tell me, D&Ders, was I getting just a hint of some dice rolling here? Because yes. at the last moment, right, uh, Chrysania kind of jumps up and does her cleric bit mm-hmm. where yes. she's healing people and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a D&D thing. Yep. Uh, yes. not, and again, not detracting. And, I'm just saying and, that. No, no, like, and, you know, and, Caram- yeah. and Caramont's, Caramont's character and his physicality 
and his drunkenness now put him at his minus four. So as soon as he stands up, as soon as he stands up to do the attack, he rolls the dice. And he rolled like he didn't roll a one because he didn't stab himself. <laughs> but he, he rolled like a three and fell over yeah. again. Oh yeah, he, he <laughs> got whiffing he, hard. He ended up in the negatives with that one. Yeah, because Taz and Caramon both are sorely injured. Yeah, him. yeah. Well, Taz catches like something sharp to his head. Yeah. Um, Chris heals him, gets him back up, and then enter Lord Soth. Okay, Lord Soth is still carries such weight with him. Yes. I love just the visual even of Soth is mm. he is super. Yeah, he cool. approaches you and you're too scared to move, like almost like he has his own dragon yeah. fear about yeah. him. Like, right. oh god, oh god. And, and what does he do? He points at Chrisania and says, What? Die. Okay, what is that? Like a 20? A 20? 20, 20 uh, well, actually, she would have to make a will save because she, he's casting Power Word Death. Um, <laughs> or Power Word Die. I, I can't remember what exactly. I don't know. I play D&D 3.5, so it's probably a different spell. But they, that's a thing. That's a thing. If you are a dark, powerful, magical being, you can just tell things to die. <sighs> Man! And she fails it. <laughs> so, so my ex-wife was a dark, powerful being. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you can... It, it works when they do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she falls over. Taz's vision fades to black as we roll into chapter eight. And and uh, this is meant to be, I think, kind of a cliffhanger, right? Like, uh, Chrysania is dead. We've spent yep. a lot of time with her. And now Soth, I mean, you've kind of taken your biggest bad guy that's left over in the Dark Realm. Mm-hmm. Pitted her against Chrysania, and he just pointed at her said, die, and she collapses. You're mm-hmm. like, okay... She's dead. She's dead. So now what's gonna happen? And this I'm not worried though. I'm not worried. I'm not worried because you don't kill off. You don't kill no, you off don't one kill of the main off Chris- protagonists this early in no, the No, 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 no. Actually, and had they done unless that, it's that 2018 been- and you're gonna be edgy, then everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, that's what authors do. You just kill everybody. So a bunch of a, bu- a bunch of good wizard drones show up. <laughs> uh, yeah, enter Dalimar. Yeah. A Sylvanesti elf of the black robes cast out for using black magic. Yeah. He's a spy working for, at the time... He's a dark elf, right? Yes, a dark elf. Mm-hmm. A spy working for some unknown group that we learn is the Conclave, mm. a group of wizards in the Tower of High Sorcery. I like this group. It's, it's, it's the Executive Council. The Executive Council of Jedi, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. Is. <laughs> it is. It's the Executive it Council of Mages. There's, there's yeah. that one big important guy, and then... It's well, funny, it's funny it's, you guys it's, say it's, that, because in my notes I put, these guys were Sith before Sith was a thing. <laughs> because this book would have been written before but that. I mean, Darth Vader was a Lord of the Sith, but, but nobody yeah. knew what no, yeah, but, right, but they're not you Sith, know? remember, because all because in this in, There's more in, than two. In, no, in this tower, all the robes come and work together as long as you're working towards the arts. Yeah. Yep. But this was written back yeah, in the eighties before the prequels were out, and Sith was a rule of two. There was no rule of two back in the day. Back when we were kids, there was no rule of two clock. Yeah, that was a lot cooler. Well, no, back but I'm just saying, way back is cooler. Way back, but they're not all no black. Rules. But yeah. yes, they're but they're all three color robes, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yeah, right. white. There's whites, reds, and blacks that are all equally. It's represented. that balance. It's yes. that balance thing that we were yes. talking. Yeah. The about. wizards understand the balance. Yeah. In as this long world, you become well. evil if you try to upset the balance. Mm. As yeah. long as you're working towards the advancement of the art. Yes, this mm-hmm. is a giant crin gr- douche canoe. Anybody <laughs> who stands up <laughs> gets they get ticked at him. Um, <laughs> Dalmar alerts Raceland uh, to happenings in the outside world, Ooh. which is our stinger. Which is our stinger. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They use a scrying spell uh, in a pool, and I guess Raceland's a pool with a blue. 
flame jetting out of it. Yes. Makes it all awesome. cool. Yeah, I know, you, you, found, you found some really cool art. There is yeah. some awesome art out there. Now you're calling me out. I, I don't have it up so, so I can reference who the artist is. I don't well, know we have these, Elmore or who. Well, Very you, cool. you look it up. You look I it up look because up. I want to talk about the living things for a minute. The living yeah. ones. Oh, and, the, yes. and also the dead ones. And we find out that the living ones are basically these mutations from Raceland's failed experiments, but they're alive so he couldn't kill them. It would be Jeff Easley's Lair of the Live Ones. Go look it up. It is super cool. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like to use it as a background on my computer, but I can't during school hours because it scares the kitties. (laughs) So what do you have instead? I have Lord Soth on it. <laughs> Lord Soth and his army are riding across the plains. Yeah. I mean, also, if you're not dead. if you're not following Lord Soth on Twitter, you really should. Yeah, I, for real. I have, yeah, if you, if you if you follow us, go and look at who we are following. We follow. Lord it is Soth. sad to say in a world that has become so pessimistic and twisted that Twitter is a hard thing to be on. Lord Soth brings refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Soth is not the most evil thing you'll ever do. <laughs> yeah, just, just follow Lord Soth. Oh my be gosh. Um, <laughs> I hope Lord Soth is listening. Does I mean, he's got to listen I mean, to the show eventually. We, we should tweet out to Lord Soth and say, hey, I mean, just listen in. We are one of the four uh, out of 110 <laughs> remaining Dragonlance fans in the world. So, <laughs> so Lord Soth must be listening. We got to band together, Actually, people. I, I, we I, stay strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get there's to a the, lot of Dragonlance fans. There's a ton of yes. dragons. I'm I'm making that up. Okay. So we get to the we get to the pool. We're looking in the pool, and we do get like we did in our stinger. This whole Raceland. Damn it, Caramont! <laughs> <laughs> I had a plan. Things were working in the plan. The wheels were going, yep. and your fat drunken behind just screwed this up. All you had to it, do it was really, get her to a tower. Yeah, really, I, I mean, know. I mean, it's it, it is all going according to his plan, but Caramont wants to bury her, and he's like, "No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. don't do yeah. it. You can't bury her, you twit." <laughs> and okay, so well. We'll get we'll get into it more, but her soul has been separated from her body, so her body's still there. It's still alive, right? Um, no, it's the not. body. The body is dead. The body is dead, but Paladine came down and scooped her soul. Yeah, Race, Raceland and and did a thing with it, which is coming up later. Yeah, yeah. Race, what Raceland made it so that like he cast a spell or something. Oh yeah, to he made make, her start breathing. To make yeah, the yeah body he looked like he, he was yeah, alive. He started her organs again, yeah. so it's it's a shell body, but it's breathing a, a so veget- that they didn't bury her. And enough to make Caramon yeah. drunk go, oh, she's I'm not gonna bury. But her. but it's it's Boopoo yeah. puts a lizard on her shell. <laughs> <laughs> no, me me got this. It just puts a dead lizard on her. And I will say her. I will say that. And she believes that she brought her back. Hey, yes, I, yes. Now I will I say, carry around dead lizards. I will say that I know I know what this is. I I know what this is, but I. I don't know if I want to say it. I know that a thong is a piece of leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when yeah. they keep describing Boopoo's dead animals being held by thongs, <laughs> I just, I always it's go. totally different. It's totally different. The lizard's wearing head. the thong in your mind, isn't he? Boopoo's no, in a French it's, peep it's, show. It, no, it's, <laughs> Boo, it's like Boopoo's old, weird, dirty thong that's wrapped around the tail <laughs> of this lizard. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. If this uh, were written in 2018, Boopoo would have written would have rubbed essential oils on her. Yes. <laughs> you know, I I did it. She was dead. I rubbed a little bit of uh of hayseed extract and some almond milk. <laughs> and she's alive now. Oh my gosh. Would you like to sniff the peppermint caramel? It'll sober you up. She would have the whole box full of the vials. She'd be opening it up. It'd be attached to a thong. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. A frilly thong. That's um, totally just on me. That's on me. Uh, listener's <laughs> hatred just directed towards me. Yeah. And it, it, it does. Here, here, drink this Shakeology Caramon. It'll sober you off. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he would have been drinking Shakeology the whole time, he would have never gotten... He should have been in a Facebook group the whole time. That yep. would have been keeping him accountable. The Facebook groups are important. <laughs> so do do you still listen to us, Danny? Uh, <laughs> that one was for you, buddy. For you, buddy. <laughs> so uh, it, it appears Raceland really does. But he could never mind. I can't keep <laughs> Caramon could be posting videos of him <laughs> and his struggles. It'd be great. Okay. <laughs> so it appears Raceland really does I'm, still I'm care for people. <laughs> I'm broken now. I'm now broken. Okay. Um, <laughs> he really does. Which is, I, I do. I like that juxtaposition of the big, powerful, evil wizard. Ooh, d- listeners, note juxtaposition being used not by me. You're, you're the only one that cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use it later. You, you, Neil, and Brandon. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Brandon guy is gonna be. Like, I think he should. He should. No, Brandon B. Brandon yeah, Brandon B. B. Oh, yes, yeah. Sure, that's Shout out. Um. By the way, Brendan Guy put up a great, on one of the Dragonlance uh, Facebook pages, a great kind of like... Uh, uh, Love letter to Lorana. It was a Lorana. And what you think of her as a uh, general. Which, by the way, if there's one thing that I'm missing from this book, right, Brendan? Where's Lorana? Oh, thank you. In all this. Oh, no Lorana. I am missing Lorana. No Lorana. We already have... What we do you ha- mean no Lorana? We already have one rich, spoiled girl. <laughs> in Chris, she, she is a brilliant, hot, hot. But let me say, I hot, actually, where, hot. Where is general? She, where is she? Loranus, Loranus with the kids. Yeah, no, 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 wait, no. no you're Lorana thinking is... of Riverwind Lovejoy. <laughs> <laughs> They're back in their hut on the plains, taking yeah, because, care of cause twelve Because t- Tannis married. Lorana. <laughs> Lorana. Never mind. I, yeah. Who was, who was I? They're back at the funeral yeah. burying yeah. the son. Burying her father. Yeah, and then getting the... Yeah, yeah they're right. at the political event. Mm. All right. Right. Which is, I mean, you should not be pigeonholing what is perhaps the greatest character. So, <laughs> Raceland, Raceland cares you, for Boo Boo, and he also beckons Weyrath Forest to find them. That's weird. I love this idea of this forest and yeah. how it's moving. Like, and, and like it makes no sense matter that, where they try to leave this That's why that tower and all the wizards are, have been were safe from the king yeah. They can move it around. It's yeah. got little treads underneath it. It moves. It's magic. I, I went with the, I went with the <laughs> magic. I, I went with the the big castle from Crawl. <laughs> the big yeah. Ooh, good reference. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to I want to believe that the wizards take turns up in the high tower. There's just a little joystick that the, one of them looks out a viewport and just moves the. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so a bunch of a bunch of white wizards show rails. up, pick up pick up. Uh, I almost called her Lorana. Pick up Chrysanthemum. Oh, uh, and uh, <laughs> let's rewind a second, sir. Uh, chapter nine. Uh, Raceland reveals his plans to Delamar. Oh yes, sorry. Ooh. Um, yeah, we don't he is that. going to. Oh, he's going back in time. What the heck did I write? Gonna go going back, back in time to in meet time. Uh, <laughs> Fist and Dentalus. Yes, because he's missing parts of books. Uh, he's going back just before the Cataclysm. Um, and I always wondered about this through the first book when he got Fist and Dentalus's books. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Everything survived the Cataclysm? We have it. We right. we have the complete first edition set yeah. that somehow. Survive the nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and here it's brought up, and it's a great little throwback to to the other books when he first got these books. Oh, there's volumes that are missing. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. And, and a good right. portion of the Evil Wizard books are in that tower, and 
Palinthos. Right. That's protected, so that's why they're still there and they're intact. Right. Chapter nine is a linchpin chapter. I mean, this Ooh, is yes, where we I really, love... really find out about uh, Rayson's plans. Um, only, again, only, only confusing part here is he brings up the big iron gate within the tower, and I'm thinking that. You have to use the gate to go back in time. This so, gate here confuses that's me. That's going to come back. Not going to talk about it. I kind of, I had a feeling. It's a big, yeah. it's a big deal. Uh, a big so deal. they're bringing it up now, and it's going to be a really big deal later mm-hmm. on. Uh, not in this book. Okay. In the next next ones. Okay. Um, but again, I'm going to throw it out. Again, I'm, I've been trying to moderate how much I'm going to throw back to old uh, Mormonism and Christianity. But this is what Hickman is doing again. What I... What I think is smart always is when writing a book that's that's like this, that has this legendary feel, and I've said it in the other ones, when you throw back to a mythology or belief system that a lot of your audience would, if not on the surface have, be ruminating around in the back of their mind. At least have a rudimentary, a rudimentary understanding. Right. So it's it's striking upon deep chords in a lot of people. And what's going on here is Raceland offers Dalimar all the kingdoms of the earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. what's going on here is like when Satan was offering the kingdoms of earth to Jesus. He's te- like tempting yeah, on Jesus. His de- on his days in the desert. On his days in the desert, right? And and like Satan, the end game for Raceland is much bigger than than earthly wealth, right? And, yes. and, and so he Hickman, and I'm gonna. I don't know how much Weiss had to do with this. I don't. Uh, reading her annotations, it doesn't seem like she's the one that's picking or trying to put in these Christian Christian references. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's religious all, tones, religious overtones. It's uh, it's definitely Hickman that's putting a lot of these things in, and uh, I do think it's a smart thing to do. I will say that I, I'm loving the book all the way through to the end because when we get, you guys, I guess we could say now, you guys have not yet read part two. Correct. Right? Correct. You were the, the only one that has. Yeah, I've only gone through to part two. But as you get through to part two, it is really heavy with the religious overtones. Really. But I don't think peop, you if it's not there, you wouldn't know. Okay. Right? If, necessarily. But it's really heavy. And I... I was loving sleuthing all that out, mm-hmm. you know, but it might get a little heavy. Okay. Right? You know what I'm saying? It could be a part that some people might not love. What? I'll heavy. Like heavy. Why do you keep using that word? Is he- there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> <laughs> In 2018. Um, uh, but so the the gate can only be opened by uh, true holy power. It requires two. Keep yes. Everybody should be keeping this in their minds. It requires yeah. two people to open. Yeah. One with great power and one with holy power, mm-hmm. which is why he's seducing Krasania, because she is the yeah. one with the holy power. Correct. And to Bob, if you didn't pick this out of here, mm-hmm. again, we look at the time period that this was written. We look, we're still in the Cold War time period. <laughs> uh, this was very much the, you need the two keys to launch the nuclear bomb. Oh, I love that. <laughs> How did I not pick that up? Oh, Hammer of Karras! Uh, Whitestone Council! It's yeah. all it's all in there, guys. It's all in there, it's man. It's all in there, man. The lizard people. Cold warriors, lizard people, draconians. The Earth's hollow, bro. Yeah. So is the moon. But yes, but Hickman I, was talking to Pleiadians, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Now you're just talking gibberish. Um, <laughs> but I like this, and I like this setup of in order to get, and you know, everything, again, everything in balance. So yeah. in order to open the door, in order to get to the portion of great power, right. you need the light and the dark. Right. You need the two keys 
And, you know, and again, this is the, you need to put the two keys in the hole. You need to turn them at exactly the same time, <laughs> and then the door will open, or you know, the button pops up, and you can launch the nukes at Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're making it cooler and dumber all at the same time. <laughs> like I love that it's this reference of launching nuclear weapons, but at the same time, now it's not magical. It's, yeah. I'm just picturing Raisin and Crisania shoving keys into a door. Ready? Gotcha. One. <laughs> Did you two, bring the keys? Three. Three. Wait. Wait. Are we going on three, or is it one, two, three, and then go? Like one, two, three, and then go. That's, that's always uh, That's awesome, yeah. Uh, it's the be- beginning of war games. Is what's going after, on. after revealing all, after Raceland, after he reveals all this, also reveals that he knows Dalimar is a spy, and he doesn't care. Yeah. Well, he cares a little bit. He burns holes into his chest. <laughs> with his hands. With his yeah. hands. And, and then oh. exits on a cool, give Parcelian my regards. I love it. <laughs> yes. I love Drop it. the Dude, mic, Raceland's out. <laughs> this would be a BA scene for oh, a movie. God, yeah. Like, this would just be awesome. So if that dumb cartoon wouldn't have been made, <laughs> Holly they, would be looking at this. Has they ever floated the idea of these? I, yes, I hear somebody is. Con- we talked about this the last time. Yeah, I don't have the name um, in front of me. Somebody's constantly floating this in Hollywood. The, okay. he, he was on Critical Role for a little bit. Uh, the big guy. Oh, uh, Colville. I don't remember his name at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm worried about it because what Wizards has dropped this. Yeah. As a, as a yeah. property. So right now, we have a far better chance of getting a Forgotten Realms movie off yes. the ground than we would ever a Dragon and I And I'd hate to see this turn into what Warcraft became. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a fun movie. Well, yes, it but... It had some good CGI. It, it, yeah. it did, but it was just... It, it just didn't work. Yes. So yes, so yes, and great. Again, great drop the mic line. He burns holes into the guy's chest oh, with his awesome. fingers. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at this go... And again... A great, another little drop of, of Raceland of, uh, of the things that are going on and the machinations and yeah. the gears that are turning and how he set all these pieces to go exactly here, to the point where I'm waiting for when we get to later in the book, right. you know the act, you know after something happens or you know like the old TV show Leverage or you know mm. things like that mm. where you get to that point where you get the flashback scene to all the pieces being put in place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Joe Manganiello, um, and he's actually sharing a booth with Margaret Weiss at Gen Con. All right, um, offering out his uh, Dungeons and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons street gear, including a specially designed Dragonlance shirt. Mm. Um, I'm only going. We need some of those. I'm only going through here because friend of the show, P Publishing, tweeted something. Margaret Wise tweeted something back, sort of. Yeah, by the way, if you're listening to this, if you're not getting PB Publishing stuff, what's wrong with you? Okay. Um, Oh, man, where was it? He said something along the lines like, hey, so does this mean that a movie's maybe still in the... Or something. Does this mean I can keep my hopes up for... Or my dreams of a movie um, coming out alive? And she said, dreams more like hopes. Or she said something along the lines of like, they're working on something. Okay. Which oh, really? super cool. I wish I could find the tweet. I thought it was on that. It was he replied to a tweet. As long as it's not another cartoon. I'm happy. Well, right. and or Oh, and by the way, uh it's really warm in here. But when when I get really hot, I like to uh cool down by knowing that I'm wearing me undies. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not giving us any money. Don't you dare. <laughs> what is with, uh, side note, what is, I, that's a, this is the first time, get two days ago, I was listening to a podcast and heard me undies. 
I promise you, listeners, I'm we will not descend into this stupidity. I hate listening to a podcast when somebody else starts talking about like something like me undies in the middle of the podcast. In the middle of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How dare they interrupt the book to start talking about me undies? <laughs> I the only reason I could read through this book is because I was so well rested <laughs> because I was. I was I slept on a, what is it, the mattress? I have no idea. And then I woke up and had my blue apron. Yep. With, <laughs> with, while listening to my new audiobook that I got. <laughs> I'm using a code yeah. for, for yeah. Audible. Just yeah. type in on Audible. Uh, <laughs> well, I was laying on Dungeons and Dweebs slash okay. Dungeons and Dweebs. To be fair, to be fair me undies isn't paying us, but I am a big fash, I am a big fan of the Duluth Pack um, <laughs> men's aficionado underwear, the give and go boxer. <laughs> with, with the, with we the, are not going <laughs> to advertise stuff on this podcast. Okay, so Caramon winds some more and decides he needs to. Uh, he has hit rock bottom. Uh, which I love. Again, if you're going to go with that Campbellian mm-hmm. idea, that's this is. It's taken a long time to do. Well, I, I love say that we went from un, from BSing about underwear to the Campbellian ideals. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Dungeons. Only and on Dungeons and Dweebs. Uh, you're amongst friends, listeners. Um, but but uh, that you take a character, and again, the sword is being offered to Karamon again and again, right? The hero is at rock bottom. You've, you've put him at home. He's starting in a familiar location, um, and the sword, his mission is being offered to him again. All he needs to do is take it up, and through chapter 10, he is still, he's that reluctant and, hero. And he is not picking up his sword of destiny. Right Let now. me ask you this, Bob. Yeah. Um, because in the annotations anywhere, is there anything about Weiss or Hickman having something uh, in their lives of dealing with that out al- dealing with that that alcoholic no. that refuses to pick themselves no, up? No, there isn't. It, it, but it is my, very real. It, but oh, my yeah. guess no, is no. This is written. It, yeah. This is written real. Very and if real. You've, and if you've yeah. ever dealt with yeah. that person, yeah. who is who is that person who feels that they're with depression, with alcoholism, yeah. with all of those things, and just can't, no matter how many people around them, or no matter who's trying to get them out of the cycle, and they refuse to bring themselves out of that cycle, right. or they refuse the help to because you know I'm no good, or whatever it happens to be. Caramon is written extremely right. real, and yes. I have to believe that Weiss or Hickman, at some point in their lives, dealt with somebody, somebody like this, yeah, I had agree. a family member or a friend or something, because this is too real it's, not to have, and I'm speaking as someone who's, right. dealt, who's dealt with people in my life like that. Right. This is written too real to not have firsthand I, knowledge of it. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. And what I think is also huge kudos to them, in in the last trilogy, we kind of talked about how um, maybe it, it seemed a little bit younger, not younger kiddish, but you know the writing and storylines. Mm-hmm. These are definitely more adult themes. Mm-hmm. Yes, or older, older. And maybe that's yes. why I'm having such a better time. Exactly, a much it is. Better time it is. It, it is a nice progression from the writing in the other books mm-hmm. and the themes that were going on in the other books to the themes of this second Yet trilogy. it never becomes Saturday morning special. They have woven this idea of alcoholism and everything else into the fabric of the story so well that there's never a part where I'm going, okay, and this is the morality lesson being beat over my head. And, and, and I learned something today. Yeah, I learned yes, that. Yes, yes. Thanks for sitting down and talking with me, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> so he's decided he's at rock bottom and then where yes. forest 
has found them. <laughs> yeah, and this is the part where, I, I where we talked about before where the forest keeps moving and all this Oh, stuff not only that, it has found them and it's not letting them go. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter which yeah. way they walk, yeah, they always they're, end up walking towards the tower. The, okay, the trees part when they approach and then close and they can't walk. they can't walk towards the other parts of the field. Mm-hmm. They every time they try to walk towards a non and 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 the field and I just have the vision in my head here of almost like a, you know, almost like a square field, mm-hmm. and each and on three sides you have like the dark regular forest and then there's the, the hey come this way, <laughs> or you know if or if you're or if, if or if you're flashing if, neon yeah. sign or, or being you know bing, or, right? or if you're playing the video game. And you're walking through. There's that big weird light shining yeah. from the sky that tells you this is the direction the, the mission marker. marker. Okay, the mission yes. marker. So this is. But the, you can't go anywhere else. Every time they try to walk out one of the yeah. other sides, they end up yeah. walking towards the. This same. is the only and other they, place they in the Pac-Man around to the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the only other place in the book that I get confused, and I have it in my notes. Uh, and I read it twice, and I didn't really know what was going mm-hmm. on. It says uh, Caravan walks into the woods. Right, he has this internal dialogue that we've been talking about about hitting rock bottom, and he's inspired by Raceland telling him how easy it is to be a warrior in the spring and summer and fall, but winter, which is actually kind of a parody on on Thomas Paine's work uh, in this in, in the Revolutionary War, which is really cool. But um, uh, but in winter you dig to the warm heart of the earth. But and there's this poem by Williams. And then Taz is there, and it's like that, that was the poem that I didn't like. They're back. I didn't they're it. back. I didn't, it's I, like I it's like to. they never left. I so I don't like. Did he leave? Or I, I, or I took I took it as the. Or is it all just weird in his mind? No, I, I took it as Caramon went. I'm gonna go scout. You stay here with her. Starts walking. He he walks. He disappears into the into the forest, and and the Kender looks around, looks around, and goes, oh. It's been too long. He must be in trouble. I must go help. I, 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 I bet he wanted me to follow him. Uh, Bubba, stay with her. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he just, like, appears as Caramon has just, like, just walked into the woods and the woods close around him and he's having this eternal dialogue and all of a sudden right. the Kender comes bobbing in. You were gone for a really long time, so I figured I would come look for you. Okay. Because <laughs> then they're, they're kind of, like, back in the clearing, right? Because these two white-robed figures come and take the body of Chrysanthemum. Yes, and they go back, and I took it as they go right. back to the clearing to get the body. Okay. See, oh, okay. I, I See, I got confused in that. Caramon just started walking and like that and entire all, inner dialogue. all happened in his mind while walking towards the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all okay. of that happened mm-hmm. and then okay. that was when... The, he so was, he watched it open up, but yeah, he never crossed the he threshold. Was, he was for getting it. the like oh, confidence so he, to go through that opening and that's when it was like... That's I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I could totally see Caramon just standing there, mouth agape, uh, Having these thoughts, and, yeah, he's, like, you know? and he's moving slow motion because he's drunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I have walked oh, a really far away. Actually, by this by this point, this is that hangover. Yeah, this is that yeah. hangover where it's just oh, I should be thinking about stuff, but yeah, I could really use another drink right now. Yeah, if I had another drink, then this headache would go away, and yeah. maybe I've really hit rock bottom because I'm here again. And where mm-hmm. am I? And what's going on? And I could see my belly underneath my armor. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing we have is Raceland's voice in chapter yes. ten. In Echoes. Does that include me, dear brother? I can't do dear it. brother. <laughs> I, lo- I love I love that he always uses well, dear brother, dear sister. It's always it's all pa- it's patronizing because oh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't hold oh, them with any regard. And that's the point yeah. is it's I love so it. sarcastic. Yeah, it's just oh dear. Yeah, um, yeah. And the the, uh, the forest uh, all of a sudden becomes very nice. It was very threatening. The white robe people show up. The forest gets nice, and they yeah. help them all into the tower. <laughs> we we come back in chapter eleven uh, with Lord Soth. Uh, it's like a rewind in time. Yeah, come back we see to Lord Soth approaching Crisani and telling mm-hmm. her to die. 
Um, and this, I, this is where I'm kind of getting, like, it, it was Raceland that saved her. Paladine yeah. didn't do any of it. No, Paladine well, took her soul. Yeah, Raceland was Raceland the one restarted her body. I, well, yes. that's what they... No, that, they say Paladine took her soul, but when she dies and she goes into black, it's Raceland there that saves her. Yes, but we're not there yet. That, that, that's this chapter, isn't it? Oh, is that this yeah. chapter? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she, she's falling through darkness and like into death, and Raceland right. saves her soul. I, I thought that's what it was. It, it's him that casts this. It's him, it's him that gave her the vision. It's him that saved her soul. Uh, this is all Raceland's oh. But what I thought what we did in Chapter 11 is we have a flashback is yep. what goes on here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, of her dying and then her soul following, falling, right? No. Maybe we, no, no. What this, this is is a further flashback. So what happened is we, we never... Saw when 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 Raceland invited Chrysania to his tower. We didn't see that exchange. Yeah, this we was, now oh, yeah. we oh, no, no, now it's, see it's that both, It's both of these things. What? Uh, and see, this can I will agree with you, Luke, because this this confused me because I'm like, isn't she on the way to the tower? Yeah. It, yes. And then all of a sudden, yeah, we're yeah, in, yeah, what, what, what and I then she dies, and all of a sudden we're in the tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and yeah, th this was super confusing because yeah, yeah it is. It's yes. her dying. It's her falling, and he catches her. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's a flashback to when it's, she it's, was it's, visiting. It's a flashback within a flashback. It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, that thought, is confusing. I thought it was just one of those like the moments before you die, the images. You flash think back. You, yeah, you that's think what back. I, took I thought it that as was well. hers. Just yeah. and I, back. And yeah, and I didn't take. I guess I didn't take it as a flashback as much as the. You know when they when something's happening or you know when something's happening she's dying but you know quote unquote her body hasn't hit the floor yet and she's reliving and time, something and time has stopped yeah. and Raceland has pulled them out of time mm -hmm. and she's no this is what happened when she went to his tower she hasn't gotten to the tower that's where she's going no, that's no, why no, I was no, confused. No, no, she has no, gone no, to his no, tower no you're no. you're confused like me yeah she yeah. Has, she met with him in Palanthos. Yeah, yes. she met him. She's already. going to meet the that other, opening the other ever, wizards. That opening prologue when he's like, "Come meet, to my tower two days. And, and and play video games." She went and played video games with him, yeah. but we never saw that. Until and then now. she was going to the Tower of Wayrath. And see, I thought she was. I thought she was going to the Tower of Wayrath in order to try, in order to get her to the t to the Dark Tower. Nope. No, that's what I thought first, gave, and yeah. that's yeah. not. Oh what yeah, was going oh, yeah. No, it, it's, gave, it's very confusing. Yeah, okay. He gave her the little charm to get through the. Enchantments uh, to see him. Uh, the other forest, yeah. yeah the, the, the evil dark yes. forest. Yeah, just like the guy's body hanging out. Just like just like he did with Ket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's one of those where this so is So we are okay. finally seeing what happened when yes. she went there. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. That's why I was confused because I was does she not know she's dead? And what where are we on the spirit plane yeah. here? Oh, no, it's, okay. it's a flashback yeah, yeah, no, and a no. flashback. Because I thought yeah. she had to go to for whatever reason back. for whatever reason I thought she had my thinking here, and this is why this is so confusing, is she had to go basically she had to go to the other wizards in order to get the other wi wizards to transport her to yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. No. Nope. Um but uh I like this part though, because I'm getting a real Bram Stoker's Jackula. Off of this, Jackula. Did I say Jackula? You said Jackula. That's a movie you shouldn't download. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, but if we look on your computer right now, it's, <laughs> it's, it's there in a folder yeah, labeled is it, work stuff. No, is, <laughs> is it there? Just playing off to the right so, as we um, are here. The next three are the hummy. But Einstein. <laughs> now we gotta edit that. Okay, but we have. You can beat me on that. Uh, Brand, he won't edit it. Uh, say he's going to. It's gonna be in there. Um, impressions of Bram. St
Stoker's Dracula. Um, I love this. This is where I get to use juxtaposition. Because uh, I love this juxtaposition of Raceland, who is a self-absorbed tyrant, and Chrysania, who is a self-absorbed zealot. Okay. Yes. Like, like, they're at opposite ends of this spectrum, yet they're attracted to each other. And great character building here, too, as she's as they're walking in, and she's looking around, and she's a little freaked out about what's going on, because there's, like, stuff crawling out of the woods, oh, yeah. and up the path, and she unconsciously takes his arm, and they both have that moment of, how oh, you do it. Yeah. And they keep yeah. walking. <laughs> yeah. Although, I will, this is not where it happens, but this attraction the whole way through, I, I find it fascinating. I love reading about it, and I... Margaret and Tracy, you didn't mess step in any of this. But it's also just very off-putting. I don't like this. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to That's be. That's the whole point is it's but supposed like, to be like the way What she does, like I don't know how to take Chrysania because what she describes about what she's attracted to in Raceland is just very off-putting like that oh that oh like he's sallow and he's thin but he smells of spice and like like all of that well and none of that sounds attractive well, it's, to it's, me it's, it's, it's the dark and the light attraction this yes is, this is paralleled again after this scene when we have uh, it's like when you art. see that hot girl hanging out with that guy and you're like wow or how oh, did that wow. happen? Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is paralleled again, and again, it's about that balancing. This is paralleled again a couple scenes later yeah. when we have the Parsalian, and I don't remember her name, but the head of the Dark Witches. The head of the Dark Mages. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's again. coming up. I, she's in my... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 who yeah. they had a little thing yeah. back you know, in the day. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I like the balance here. And yes. I like the fact that she... She's 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 attracted to the the power. He's different. Well, this is happening all the time. These dark mages and light mages are just banging all the time in these towers. <laughs> uh, they're they're just constantly getting together. Uh, <laughs> what do the red mages do then? <laughs> they watch. <laughs> bring balance. They, they bring balance. They just record it. They bring it, they bring it to old pervert Astonis. <laughs> they, not only are they not only not only are they neutral. Yeah. Mages. yeah, they're neutral majors. They're eunuchs. Ah, uh, there you yeah. go. Anyways, but yes, but no, I write I, everything that happens. Bring it to me. And as much <laughs> care of And even Raceland at this point had <laughs> Jesus. We get this one point of Raceland here too when she touches his arm of Raceland going. I usually don't like to. I usually can't can't stand people touching me, but. Yeah, I kind of like her hand on my arm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love what I think is a smart decision is that they made Raceland vulnerable mm -hmm. as well to her. Not as much. Like you find that he's constantly warring against that, and he's trying to kick. Oh, he's still that. got his plan. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna still use her. He's like, I love you, but I'm gonna use that love. Yeah, you know? I still have my plan, but this is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wait, and he wait does did I just share... say this is nice? I don't ever feel anything nice. <laughs> yeah, and right. he does share his plan with her. Um, yes. Actually, we do get. You know, when they get there, Dalimar is there, and that's also kind of like, okay, like another off-putting thing. Like, didn't he, wasn't he just told to leave? Or, like, what's going on? <laughs> what I love is the subtle... He's the butler. Yeah. What I love is the subtle twisting of things, because Chrysania is such a zealot that she believes that Paladine has sent her to stop him, mm -hmm. you know? And then he's like, yeah, but what if... He really sent yeah. you to help me. Mm -hmm. Because like his plan is yeah. to defeat Paladine's takes, greatest enemy. He takes everything she believes in and skews it just slightly mm -hmm. to keep her with him. You yep. know, and I and I love that he is he's brilliant. And, and which again, I the writing in this book is so light years ahead. Like as far correct. as the, the plot the plot and, 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 and the dialogue and what characters are doing, uh, it's like 
light years ahead of what the other well, book was. And yes. we have to remember who yeah. Chris is at this point. Yes. Chris was she was the she was the rich girl brought up to be the rich girl brought up to be you know have all the social essentially royalty essentially right. she was yes. a princess brought up with all the manners everything else and then she made the she instead of getting married she made the decision to devote herself to Paladine and become like the head nun basically. Right. Um <laughs> so she really doesn't have she's like like you've said she's a zealot so yeah. far to that side but she really doesn't have real world experience with anything. Anything. Yeah. She's been able to rise through power through her grace and through her through her princess and queen training. She was trained to be a queen from birth. Right. She's just a queen now in the church. Right, exactly. And But she's really never had to deal with anything real, which is why it's so... it what Which is why Raceland is able to do that twist of, oh, but what if this? Right, right, right. Oh, nobody's ever asked me a question like that before. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. No, Nobody's ever questioned me before. And what, what Raceland will do is he'll use her own ideas of goodness and what is right against her. Like, you have been raised to believe all these things are right, but what are you in the church, in the temple, even doing about the poor that sit outside the front gates? Oh, and what a social commentary this trip yes. is. Yeah. Yes. What a social commentary this scrying trip is, is he flies his drone over the poor neighborhood that's right behind the church. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Which, again, I'm going to throw that out as being, that is that is Hickman, uh, really, I, I really think he's trying to lambaste the Catholic Church on this one. Like, <laughs> like, like I, if you're Catholic and reading this, you book, live in your, you live in your, you're wall- going to be ticked about Hickman because he is, you yeah. live, you live in your walled city. Yes. And what about the people that are out, what about the people directly outside that wall that you can't see because you have all the walls around the Vatican? Yeah. Uh, once you start reading into what Hickman is really saying, it, al- it almost gets hard to read sometimes. Just because, I mean, we've got the Discs of Mashiko, which are really, you know, the Books of Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> and all this stuff. And really what he's making this statement a lot of times on is that, like, you know, uh, real religion has to be more real world and not this... Uh, stringent, uh, stiff edifice that, like, the Temple of Ishtar well, is. Well, whether it's religion, you know, whether it's any you know, any tar- sort of uh, pietistism, yeah. uh, that, you know, that asks, oh, you're so good, and you give, and you you do all this charity work, and you do, or you do this, and, I mean, it's this it's this lambasting, like you said, yes. Yes. against the church, against the wealthy, against right. the, yeah, you may be a good king, or you may be a very good leader, right? but there are still... Crap's still out there. Oh yeah. yeah, we are. We 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 have not reached this perfect, wonderful utopian world. There are still right. poor people. There are still drug addicts. There are still you know all of these different things that go on with the right. homeless and everything else. Right. And we can even see that in 2018 right. in our oh, lives man. around the world. And I think uh, Hickman will will ride the line of going almost too far in his deriding. Uh, Underneath this, of of the Catholic Church, when we get to part two, when we meet the king priest, he will be very much a evil pope, and can, so much so where he will take that kind of mythology was it that Pius goes the second, yeah, where well, where he'll take that mythology that there's a lot of Protestant uh, groups. And hey, stuff. why don't we save that for book two? No, I gotta yes. say, yes. okay, you, you guys right. been talking I, about religion for I like just, twenty minutes. I think <laughs> about Antichrist. Um, I, I, I just want to say one thing to what yeah. you to the point you just made. I've read. 
two chapters, one chapter into the second book. Yes. And I'm already getting that vibe. One chapter, yes. one chapter, and I immediately got yes. the vibe that you had. Well, yes. And I'll, so, that's and it. I'll say this. I'll say this right now, and then yes. we can move yes. on. When we're doing the flyby of the poor neighborhood, yeah. First thing that pops into my head too is this is it's a, it's an old Sam Kinison bit about watching you know the Suzanne Summers you know. Yeah. send food to Africa thing with the flies that are on the kid's face yeah, as, he's yeah, sitting, yes. as he's sitting in there. And I know the film crew could give the kid a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, yeah. But it's, it is it is that idea of, yeah. oh, you say you're doing so much, but you're right there and you're yeah. not doing and anything. And they are wealthy. This this ch- temple, I mean, they have money. Yeah, they, yeah. they are... Well, the church is always. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, not the church. It's for the it, it, it's for the good work. Yeah, exactly. The tithing. Yeah. <laughs> so we do get uh, we get to hear a little bit more of Raceland's plan to defeat Paladine's greatest enemy, but we don't get to hear but, all of it. I was gonna say no. we don't get Again, to hear all of it. Get, I like this. I like that. And then there's I a lot do. more flirting going. I'm on. still trying to figure. Yeah. Out, I'm still trying I'm to figure out what's going on with Ra- what, what what is Raceland's end game here. Yes. I mean, I know what it I, is by the end of book one, but I'm like, right. Even, but right now, what is Raceland's, what, what is he trying to do? Is he going to, is he going to kill the gods? I, Are we going yeah. Red Rising here where we're breaking into Olympus? What's going on yeah. here? I was going to say, I'll be honest, as soon as I heard that he, uh, with uh, Kittyara, when him and Kittyara were talking and he was like, I don't care about the world, that immediately made me go, okay, he wants to take over the gods. He mm. wants to be a god. That immediately showed that to me what his plan was. And so see, I, I had figured it I kind of figured I had the bump 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 moment in the next chapter when oh, we get okay. to Dalmar in front of the thing. Yeah. Cuz I, you know, is he I didn't think that it was as much of him even caring about the gods as as much as I'm going to open this door and I'm going to be above all of this. Mm. And I'm going to go into this other you know, I'm going to oh, I'm going to okay. enter the, I'm going to enter the magic plane and be one with everything. Yeah. I will for enter the Forgotten Realms. Yes. Yay. Yay. This is how they link the two worlds. Um, yeah. So are we into chapter 12? We are in chapter, are in chapter 12. 12. The Caramon Towers of Tavs and Bupu meet before the Conclave. <laughs> Which um, this, this again, another way that with our current technology and yeah. CGI and everything... This scene would be so cool. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Really just them cool. walking around the tower just and everything. Them, yeah. them walking around in this dark room and like, why are we here and what's going on? And then all of a sudden, poof, the chairs appear. Yeah. Right. 21 stone chairs. One empty. One, yes. Uh, with black, red, mm-hmm. white cloaked figures. Yep. Uh, Dalmar also In the enters. center, Chrysania is laying in yes. white linen. Yeah. I miss that, actually. Yeah. The mm-hmm. entire, yeah. Oh, tell me, that's not, tell me that's not the virgin on the altar. Virgin on the altar, yeah. If, if she's, I don't, I won't lie. Uh, at the beginning of this book, they're saying Chrysania is a Christ metaphor. I actually don't get that at all. I don't know what, unless this is her laying in the tomb covered in white linen. I don't know what this Ooh. is supposed to be. You know, I, I don't know what this is supposed to be. But uh, okay, I'll go with the fact that this is a Christ metaphor. But Dalimar appears, says that Raceland is planning on becoming a god. Yes. This is where we get that him grown to I don't know if we believe you. Believe this, and he rips his robe aside like the. They're still smoking in his chest. Yeah. You could have yes. just opened your robe. I don't know why you ripped it. Which you know what? At this point, I'll go. I'll go with this. That okay. That that would convince them. But I don't really know what like fiery fingerprints in your chest convinces you that you have the power that you're you're striving to become God. Because he didn't. Like because he didn't pull the whole spell, he, burning, he, yeah, burning hands, hands or something yeah. like that. He did. It's like burning hands, the last spell level before you become God Mage no. of D and D. Well, okay. <laughs> it, it's 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 that step before you pull the heart completely out and talk about moldy rum. I was just gonna say, Kalima. <laughs> <Kali-ma. laughs> um, moldy rum. 
Muldoon. Can you get drunk? I think, yeah, actually, we get we get something that okay. has been talked about since the trilogy of the Lance. Parcelian reveals what actually happened to Raceland in the test. Yes. And admits to forgetting about Fistandantilus, you know, when when he was taking the test. Like uh so and we we also learn a little bit more about Fistandantilus, how he He learned found, to cross. Yeah. Yeah, he found a way to like just yeah. hide hide among the gods in their realm. He could cross the threshold yeah. between God and men. And that's that's kind of the key. Uh, right there. Yep. It's the first time that the full plan here kind of of yep. Raceland. And so when Raceland took his test, Fist and Dantilus had his opening, and that's how he's in Raceland's body somehow. Yeah. I, and yeah. I, 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 I would the, still need to sit down with Brendan Guy yeah. and have him explain <laughs> to hash me. It out. Hash it out. What is going on between Fist and Dantilus? And, yes, please. Uh, yeah. And I, for some reason, my mind here went to that stupid thing. Senate scene, <laughs> Star Wars it's in the in in three when uh, I am the Senate. When no when when um uh, when Palpatine is talking to uh, Vader about his about the the Sith that was able to cheat death. Oh God! Oh um yeah. um, 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 yeah. um I know I know this. Uh, crap! Somebody the wise. I, I know, no I know. Idea idea but yeah, I went, to, I went, to, I went to there, and I'm like, wait, so okay, so he's been able to cheat I death on another plane. <laughs> have you heard this? Things. Have you heard the story of Fist and Dentalus, the, the Wise? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I know. Like, Race and are sitting there watching some sort of bubble creatures swimming into things. <laughs> Intergalactic. to save Chrysania. Intergalactic Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> but no, but the, but that's what I that's what I jump to is oh the dude found a way to cheat death yes. that didn't require him keeping his body yes yeah he ascended Darth Plagueis the Wise <laughs> <laughs> I to Google it. which actually I will tell you I read that book mm -hmm. in canon you said they're really good no it's no? dry oh really it's dry it, it's 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 all political. Oh. It's, it's it's all Senate scenes. Okay, mm. well forget that. Okay. <laughs> those books can just burn. I, yeah, I just don't burn care. Those. I know. I wouldn't say that because I know there's lots of people. I've never read them, but there's people who really like those books. Really. But I guess again, there's Star Wars for everybody. So okay, if you're really okay. into politics in a galaxy far, far away, I guess. Yeah. And creating. But life. no. But that's that. What a neat idea about you know, and this that's something that's been around forever. Yes. This idea of how, you know, we as we as human beings, okay, you as human beings, you know, you're so scared of your mortality. Yes. I'm, I'm immortal. But, um... <laughs> yes, we hey, know this. I am not a human. I'm a lizard man. Oh, or, a reptilian. Oh, sorry. I, or I draconian. Have, I have yet to listen to that podcast. <laughs> I was Pleiadian I was, I was, I was and Tauri. I was born in 1592 in the highlands of Scotland. <laughs> and I am immortal. There could be only one. So Caramon offers <laughs> to go back in time. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate the, uh, let's get it back on track, dude. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Caramon offers to go back in time to kill Fist and Dantilus so that race uh, so that race can be raced again. Can I just say right now? No, no, you can't. Why can that song be so cool in the beginning and totally derail halfway through? How dare any entertainment derail? It derails. Yes. You hypocrite. Coming in for book two, Luke's bringing a spray bottle and we're going to be like, we're going to get mace every time. No, it's just water. 
No. Psst. Ah. Uh, no, that would damage the mic. He'd have to. He'll get like a zapper. <laughs> Since we're already soaking in sweat, it'll just be a little zapped. Zap. So chapter thirteen. Luke. Uh, yeah. Chapter thirteen. After yeah. Ka- Caramon offers to go back in time to kill Fist and Dantle. Yeah, we're still in this chamber of the wizards. Uh, still yeah. Here. Uh, Parsalian is all about sending Caramon back, but the rest of them ain't having it. Especially the I think it's the red robes that are well, the black and red are just yeah, super. Yeah, yeah, the white no, robes no, no, are, no, no, are no, no, all white no. robes are like okay. Well, sort of. I don't because it's, it's dropped a little later on that uh, he will have to change his the color of his robes after he does this. I did not get that. It's just a little drop line yeah. from Ladonna. I thought that, I thought it was. Or I, he says it to her. It He's was like I spells I, off by re- changing my my robes will be stained after this. I was gonna say I heard that, but then at one point later on, I I read in that it was like ah, uh, you removed that red stain. Of oh, okay, blood from your bro, you just got you put a light bulb on in my head. Then. And I keep, went, keep that in mind for part two. Okay. And something happens. Uh, and, oh, okay. what does this okay. mean? Okay. Okay, That's what that yeah, means. It was, and I, see, I read that and it was, it was that removing yeah. of the red stain. Later on, I went reverse Lord of the Rings. Where he's going to go from... he's Because he's not really going to be red. So I went, is he going to go from Gandalf the White to Gandalf the Grey? Parsalian <laughs> mm, okay. the Grey. Because there, yeah. uh, there are drops about his... Robes turning his or yeah. his robes being yep. close to the gray in his hair. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, this is where we get um, the owners of the towers are the only ones who know the time travel spell. Right. Yes. So the, 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 Parsalian, the, the Grand Pumba. Yeah. So Parsalian and Raceland are the only two beings on who, have, who have access because yeah. the book because they have the magic keys mm-hmm. that open the magic chest that you can get into the magic book and you can't yeah. read the magic book unless you are. The high Pumbaa. Yes. And you know With the, the password and the, the, yes. right. the weird little projector thing. Um, I thought the, I, I thought the old school projector was cool. Yeah. I just thought like for, yeah. that that for me that for me was you know we was when the teacher wheels up the old school projector to the oh, yeah. front of the room and flips it on and then has to focus the overhead. Right. Yeah. The overhead. I love that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the long and short of it is right. The council is up against a wall. Uh, they're being manipulated by Raceland, Right. They don't know what yeah. to do. So they're like Caramon, Crisania, We're going to send you back in time. Yep, mm-hmm. but we're not going to send Tass or Beboop. Well, Beboop. And, and Tass speaks up name. here, and this I love this because it's totally Return of the Jedi. She's like, uh, yeah, Crisania, I got a letter here from her. So, so she thinks they're still good in them. Mm-hmm. It can be. Yep. And this is where we, yeah, this is where we get Boopoo's purpose, why she yes. was brought here. And this relieved a lot of my, like, oh, okay, so it's just to convince the wizards. It's yeah. not to, to bring Raceland back to the side no. of the Yes, no, 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 and no. I looked at this right away, too, after she gave her little heartfelt broken English barely He called me speech. little one. He called me little one. I'm like, oh, good. That means we can get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'll and, still be there. But you we'll know what? She's done time. just enough time. That, yeah. This is the yeah. perfect time to get rid of her. Yeah. We don't have to worry about her anymore. Yeah. yeah. So they go through this. We They eventually make the decision that they're going to do this. Yeah. And... And in fact, this to, to prove that this is the enough of Boopoo is when she has her little speech mm. here about race. I, I kind of skimmed it. <laughs> I well, when Boopoo was talking? Yeah. Oh. I just kind of skimmed over. I'm like, yeah. I know what she's going to say. Don't care. It wasn't bad. Like, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. But it kind of proved to me, to my own self, that, you know what? Boopoo has reached the end of what I need her to do for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and very, so this, very true. this is a perfect place for her to end because I'm skipping what she's saying right now. <laughs> yeah. So I know I know it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she was in there anymore, you would just be yeah, then it reach it would that be annoying much. phase. Yeah, it would be yeah. reaching that annoying part. So Caramon agrees to go back in time. Uh, there is dis- dissension among the wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's you and know, it's like, and Parsalian is like he's he's already knows he's going to do it. He started preparing this spell a long time ago. Yeah, because yeah. it takes days yeah, to do yeah. this thing. Yeah, this is the Moon Child ritual. A, yeah. uh, <laughs> a little a little less pervy. Um, <laughs> well, we don't know what Parsalian yeah. was doing, but anyway, uh, um, they bamf them all the way to a cozy room to await mm. the decision. We are in the last. Uh, well, we got three chapters left. Yeah. Um. So. In Parsalian's study, he has a meeting with LaDonna. That is LaDonna, LaDonna, yes. LaDonna and, and I like this. I like this a lot. It's 60 ta- year old woman. Beautiful old woman, though, it talks oh, about. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she's like the, the girl from Tangled's mother who just like makes herself young all the time. No, I went, more, I went, more, like, I went more like Helen Mirren here. Oh, Helen Mirren's so fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not think Helen Mirren's a child? I just said she's fine. Okay. That's what I just said. Sorry, I thought you were being sarcastic. No, I'm not uh, being sarcastic. Her okay. work in Caligula was fantastic. <laughs> so Parsalian's Sorry. really old. Uh, we, we get a little bit of the history between Parsalian and LaDonna. Um, Justarius pops out of the shadows like, oh, I just wanted to see what you were going to say. Um, <laughs> like and, a, and, and I like, and, and I like the, I, reds, the Reds really do just sit there and watch. They do. They yeah. record everything and Astinus is just bring it to me. And I like, I like for the, my hard drive collection. Yes. And I like, the, I like the fact that he brings up here too about the, you know, haha, both of you didn't know I was there. And she's like, uh, yeah, I didn't know you were there. And he's like, and Persaline is just like, I knew you were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so sneaky, I knew you were there the whole time. Yep. You, know, you know what I love? There's a different take on the flow of time here that doesn't get used a lot. Whereas, like, see, Back to the Future, it's like... I hey, was you, hoping you were going to bring this up. Yeah, you send something back and it creates these unending ripples that... Mm change everything where instead you have um, this analogy of a river with two pebbles being thrown into it it doesn't alter the course of the river yeah, yeah. And this is time time travel some I love to talk uh, exactly about. Yeah, and it, do- yeah. it doesn't alter the course of the river but it can alter the course of the pebbles mm-hmm. time machine by HG Wells read yes. it listen to the show <laughs> Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who. Doctor right Who. There. there are times that are yep. set. You can't throw. You can't throw Fixed a boulder points. into the river. All right. But there. So you can't change the course of the river. Mm-hmm. But you can drop these little pebbles here and there that are going to change pebbly things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which. Yeah. Which I, lo- I. I like that take on the idea. Of Ripples time. of pebbles don't change the flow of the river. Yes. That's yeah. About what it came down to. And that Taz shouldn't go. Yeah. Well, well I, as soon as as soon as he go. projected this, as soon as he projected this description of the spell, and it talked about you can only send these races, and you can never send these races. I'm like, oh, Taz is going back. Uh, yep. As soon as, as the Kender that happened, as soon as yep. the Kender was named as you do not send unoriginal races back in time. And it talks about how like what the Gully Dwarves and the Kenders were like accidents of nature or something. Like uh, that. Dwarves. Like, dwarves even. too. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, so as soon as that came up, I'm like, oh, Taz is going to figure out a way to be in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he'll find a way. And I love, I love the time yeah. cr- crunch, too, because they, they know Raceland's going to do it soon. Yep. And Tomorrow. Like, okay, yeah, the, the second... Clock, the clock is ticking. They, yeah. All they have to do is they have to send Caramon back before Raceland leaves. Because right. the second he leaves, he can already screw everything up and like just right. pop back immediately. Again, a brilliant thing that both Weiss and Hickman are doing here, or whoever thought of this, is here to the end of this book, there is that ticking clock that mm-hmm. they set up. Oh, yes. We have to get there. They will do it in the second one as well. The oh, second yes. book as well, where there's this ticking clock that happens. It's In the it's, Istar of old. In the Istar of old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But the decision is made. There's a lot of gobbledygook here, right? They have the staff of Fistandandalus, and Ladonna mm-hmm. casts a spell of seeing yes. on it, and they, they use keys to open boxes and spell books. Yes. Okay, and also, you, so here's you also the thing: cannot stop the cataclysm. You can't, no, because yes. that's a set point. Yeah, many many yep. Bothans died to bring them that information. <laughs> yes. Something well, yeah. about like the price to learn this lesson was <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, it, You can't stop the cataclysm. We tried. Yeah, trust yeah. me, we tried. And then the moon go. is round, not flat like a plate. <laughs> I didn't know it then. I know it now. Just a little Easter egg for the for the listeners. Oh. Just you know, the woman who played Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi did not know when making that that a moon was round and only. Later, when with friends, and it was explained to her, did she realize that the moon was round and not flat like a plate? Hey, man, if that's what you believe... You're sick! No! It is 1983! She is like 30-something years old. She is doing a scene in Star Wars, and she does not know that the moon is round. Hey, man. She thinks it's flat like a plate. Flat like the Earth. Mon Mothma should not have let anything. <laughs> now I'm going to spray you too. Uh, okay, well, sorry. I sorry. want to ask your opinion on this one li- on this little drop that was in here, because I think they're talking about well, how do we know that if Rayson was successful or not? And Parsillian talks about well, that is the staff of Fist and Dantalist. Here's the seeing orb that lets you see who owned the staff, but they never tell us who she sees. But that convinces her. Who do you think she sees oh, holding the staff? Oh, that's good one. That's good one. You think good it was Raceland? That's, yeah. that, that makes sense. That's where I jump. Because yeah. they never tell you who she saw, that's true. That's very but true. she looks at the owner of the staff and goes, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they cool. send him back. Chapter 15. Taz, Bupu, Karaman. They're all sitting around. Oh, yeah, also, uh, Krasania is not coming back. That, that is that is in their plan. They have yes. a, they have one return device, and they're giving it to Caramon. Wait, yes. yes. Sacrifice. Oh my god! I can't talk about anything with this. That's okay. That's, it was oh. sa- and, and yeah, yeah, you're sacrificing the virgin. Hey. Yes, which will be used. Rayson will use this to help turn her right. Like uh, you're, you have sent. They have sent you to die. To die. Yeah. Right. Like so, that's that is what you use to turn somebody. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, oh, you think they. <laughs> Back to uh, chapter 15, or forward, onto, forward yeah, onto uh, forward, 15. Forward, onto Dawn. Uh, forward We're talking about time travel. We can use back and forward yeah, as much yeah, as we yeah, want. Yeah. We've only got two chapters left before the end of the book. Not, uh, the 15's book, nice and quick. Not, yeah. not where. Everybody when? goes to bed. Ta- ta- Tasselhoff goes exploring. Of course yeah. he does. Uh, well, absolutely. Uh, Kinder thieving journey, I liked it. Yeah, uh, yeah he, just, he just keeps going into rooms and stealing stuff. Yes, yes. Accidentally pocketing. Oh, no. Things. I mean, they, they obviously left this on the table on accident, and when I find out whose it is, I'll give it back to them. Yeah. And, yeah, and, right. and this was on the floor, and, and then I, I'm, I'm going to take this, and, oh, look, 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 this is, look, I like this ring. Oh, this ring is pink. I had a ring once, but it, but I hope if I put this one on, it doesn't say stuck to my finger like the last <laughs> one did, because that was the last giant ring, and when I was with dragons, and then there was a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, do. Yeah. I, really, I, I love being, like, getting to be Tass for a yeah. night. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. That was, that was fun. And Tass, again, and, and that that is used enough here too where it doesn't get sickening mm-hmm. yes it's yep. just we get yeah. we get a quick little flight of being and it's funny of being Taz running around running around here and all this stuff that's going on in his head with everything and then we go back to be, and then we go back to being serious mm-hmm. for a long time and dealing with right. other characters and then even though Taz is present right we and he still says things and we still bop to him every now and then right. we don't go on these big long journeys right. 
all it, the time. It is the perfect level of humor. I mean, we're dealing with some really heavy stuff yes. about about religion and everything else, and then then all of a sudden there's this levity of Taz, mm-hmm. yeah. and it and it's used just enough and and perfectly sprinkled. There in. must be balance. Yes, and in fact, something that's really crazy that Taz puts on a ring and turns into a mouse. Mm-hmm. When just saying that, that sounds like oh god. Really? Well, and so so <laughs> let it work. It let's walk. Yeah, let's walk. Way, let's walk through this quick. Yeah. He's headed back to his room, and he hears voices in the room. Yeah. So he sees that Justarius is going. It sends boop like his bamping. <laughs> that, it's back. so oh, funny too. Like, where, where are you? I love you? that conversation. Where's your home? Where, well, home. Where the where high bulb is. <laughs> I don't know who the high pulp is. High bulb. Uh, where's <laughs> the you know, fudge? The fudge, fudge guy. The first. Fine. Fine. So where's the high bulb? High bulb's at home. <laughs> where is home? Where the high bulb is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he works it out. What do other people call it? <laughs> it sounds like Sroth. Sroth. Yeah. And Scroth, then he has Scroth. to think back to what Taz is like Zach Sroth. Zach Sroth. Just get, get out of here. here. <laughs> Zach Sroth. Yes, we're the high ball. Like, he just doesn't even finish the sentence. He yeah. just gets rid of her. But Taz gets really, like, concerned about this because he's here to help Caramon. He's going to help Caramon. I'm not going to get bamfed home. Yeah. Right? So he's going to go help Caramon. And this so is the, when he finds this ring. Yeah, so, right? so well, he has the ring. Or has it in his, yeah, one in, of his pockets. In his pockets. And so he takes out the ring and he goes, <laughs> and he has a conversation quick with Fizzbomb. Yeah. He has quite a quick conversation with Paladine. I love that. Because Taz, <laughs> I think he's going, he's like, he's innocent, so he has a very nice prayer relationship. With well, I, <laughs> I, I like his model, his conversations he has with God. I love it. Yeah, it, it's just very organic and real. It is. Yeah. He's hey, talking like every um, day to God. If you could make me invisible again, make this work to make me invisible. That'd be cool. And so he puts the ring on. And, oh my god, I made the tower big. Yeah, I made the tower big. Yeah. And at first, I thought he like ant manned himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Taz is like uh, Hickman's take on a Pentecostal. Woo! <laughs> 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 He'd be in church, just like arms in the air, woo! Falling over. <laughs> what am I talking about? What, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? He'd be speaking in tongues first. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> So Taz is a rat. Uh, Justarius. Mouse. He's a mouse. He's a I mouse. A rat. He turned out he's not a rat. I went with a, a rat. I yeah. immediately went with a rat. I saw a mouse well, because Taz doesn't turn into a rat. He's not a rat. I just went with familiar. What? Yeah, said, when he said familiar, I immediately yeah. went uh, to my D&D rat familiar. They don't have mouse familiars in D&D? I don't think so. No. It's always it's a rat. He's a mouse. You're a mouse. I know he's a mouse. <laughs> he's I, I mean, it says he's a mouse. It says he's a mouse. I'm good with anything. You just jumped over and you just... Whitewash. And I like probably it. did, yes. Yeah, and that, that is we have these the very he had a tail, he's a mouse or a rat, I didn't care. <laughs> we have these very intelligent uh mages. Mm-hmm. To be yes. a mage, and this is the this dude is the head of the red order. Yeah. He's a smart guy. But the first he walks out in the hallway and the first thing he does is go, Oh, who did you escape from? And he picks the oh, picks him up by his tail. Well, well, I I know you can talk. You wouldn't be in this tower if you weren't familiar. And he's holding him up by the tail and like pointing at him. And, um, gosh, I, uh, gosh, I hope rats, rats speak common. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, well, yes. I, guarantee, I guarantee you, the head of the Red Order speaks rat, if not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, 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 it's my night off. I went for a walk. You know, there's cat familiars around here, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do you belong to? And he pulls this name that rat that Raceland, ra- Raceland said, said like <laughs> in like the third chapter of the first book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm his. Figures he'd have one of you. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing joke. And then he puts, and then he puts him in a, the Crown Royal bag on his side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, while he's in there, uh, Justarius takes Caramon to see Parsalian as he's almost done with the spell. And very interesting drop here because uh, Caramon talks about, oh, well, I need to get my sword and my armor. Uh, your, your current time period clothing can't go back through the time bubble. So you'll appear, the spell's set up so you'll appear in time period clothing. Yeah. Weiss and Hickman definitely set up so that everything is fixed. They're yeah. going to be in yeah. period yeah. clothing. Yeah. They're able to communicate with each other. Do you think? <laughs> they're going to be in period clothing. Uh, there, there's a reason why they didn't just use this to stop the cataclysm. You know, it's, and, it's, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah, it's all set, set up. up. And Bob, yeah, a beautiful house of Bob, I'm going to hold you because you know this yeah. already. Yeah. Paul, be careful and don't ruin this and just let Luke and I talk about this for a minute. All right. If you know this already. Yeah. Because I have this vision of, okay, we when we of him appearing in the past in like the Terminator time warp bubble. Nude on No, no, fully clothed. <laughs> we talked about clothes. Yeah, okay, okay. But is he gonna appear like I I have this vision of what I'm predicting is gonna happen once he appears in the past, that he's gonna appear in like time period armor and stand up. And it's going to be old Caramon. Oh, hmm. huh? Real? No. Like, like there was some spell. To, there was some spell to like you know, like the ultra fit spell. Like the the uh, what's the uh, what the Bowflex spell or something? Bowflex <laughs> spell. I'm now realizing that my intro speech has nothing to do with the first part of this book. <laughs> yeah, about glistening abs, but okay, um, okay, uh, but that's mm. okay. No, so he's, he's, he's going to come down. I'll be like the uh, the uh, what's the thing from Thor? The, uh, the Bifrost. The Bifrost. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's the only thing that because hmm. there's this light shooting up from the ground. So it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I do I think was really good about this writing is that this entire time travel gobbledygook mm. stuff. Uh, they've fixed all kinds of stuff, and the actual event itself is being done third person through Taz as a mouse. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. Which can see everything. Which erases a lot of the weirdness. If it was an actual scene of them sending everybody back in time, there'd be all kinds of holes you could poke into mm. that. Yeah, what does it look like? What, what's, what's going on here? No, it's just all kinds of kind of fuzzy through the perspective of a mouse. So yeah. anyway, so which is really a good yes, tactic. Who's trying to hide this. and yes. try to get to him at the same time. Yeah. So it keeps a lot of mystery and fuzz in that scene. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. necessary. So by the time they get up to Parsalian's lab, mm-hmm. Taz is chewed through the bag, <laughs> set himself up set himself up so that he can drop out quick and follow Caramon because he be damned he's gonna go and take care of Caramon. Yeah. Open the door, Caramon walks in, Taz yeah. and you can't, you can't himself bother Parsalian. If yeah. he messes this up, he's gonna start over and it's gonna take like four more days. And yeah, we're right. all screwed because yeah. Raceland's already right. there. Yeah. Yep. And so the spell starts getting done mm-hmm. and stuff's happening, right? And yeah. I, I like like reality kind of starts to like like yep. shift. Shift a little bit and he just like I'm getting in there. Pulls the ring, sprints in there and I'm going. Yeah, and it's, it's like Parsalian sees a kender jump in and they're gone. He's like, yeah. oh shit. Shoot. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, I just sent a oh. kinder back. And I have the picture of like when he pulls off this ring. I don't know if he dropped the ring or if he kept it in his hand, but it's almost but it's almost like you know he pulls off it pinks it pinks out and it's just Parsalian standing there with the ring like just Spinning, yeah, on, the spinning floor. on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just <laughs> sent a paper like, back papers in his lab, like just kind of like floating down yeah, from the wind. Yeah. 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 Olga, 
Oh, oh. God, I said to Kendra. And if Peter time. Jackson were directing this, uh, it would be expanded. This would mm. be where the this movie would end, or whatever, <laughs> or this at least this DVD would end, and it would. Yes, end that would be the, that would be it. It would be. Oh my God! I just send a Kinder back in time. Black screen. Black screen. Yeah. (laughs) And I would be losing my crap in the in the theater because this would be a fantastic place to end it and and has set up just the right nuggets uh, of for next time. So this is a fantastic place for us to end here for us to talk about this. We'll do a little final talk. However, I need to get another drink from that Buxom Barmaid over there. So let's do that right now, and then we'll come back and talk about our final thoughts. Good idea. Let's do that. All right. Hey, honey, come back over here. I will take another of those Nabooian apple brews, please. Tell you what, my turn to buy. So we've got our final round here. I think it's time for some final thoughts on book one of volume one of the time of Dragonlance Legends. Time of the Twins. Time of the Twins, starring um, the Jenner girls. Kylie Jenner (laughs) as Chrisania. Um... Anyway, uh, why don't we, Bob, why don't we start out with you? Let's, let's switch things up a bit. Let's switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, you know, um, coming back to Dragonlance has been so much fun. Uh, and it's got me back into the universe in a big way. Uh, reading a lot of side novels once again in the universe. Nerd! Nerd! Um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoy this universe. Again, in Chronicles, I was Mr. Naysayer, Same. Uh, you know, uh, in, in a lot in a lot of places. Um, and in, back then, we were doing. If you haven't been with us for a while, we were doing star ratings or out of five something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we're not doing that anymore. We're just doing you know strong recommend, weak recommends, whatever. Um, the Chronicles are something you have to read to get to these. If there's one thing that I'm missing from this book, it's they're not as... A plan from Tannis. They're not as... Well, I'm missing that. <laughs> the Hammer of Karis. <laughs> now, dragons. I, I mean, this is, this is Dragon Lance, right? Um, this, uh, this doesn't feel as, uh, you know, big and expansive dragons, orcs, uh, you know, well, they have draconians. Mm. You know, um, whereas I think Chronicles through everything that is Dungeons and Dragons kind of mythos into the blender. And it, it got, it became very vaporous. It was, you know, like an awesome skeleton, awesome bones, um, but wasn't filled in enough. This one is really tight. Uh, the storyline, the storytelling is extremely tight. Um, and I don't have any nits to pick, except that then along the way, this feels very, especially, and I'm talking because I know what book two is like. This starts feeling very like, Romanish, you know, not so. It's not so much medieval high fantasy feeling, as it is we're getting kind of very Roman and Greek uh, feeling right down to where we're more with like minotaurs and things like that, not really dragons and and some of that fantasy stuff. So I think there's a group of people who maybe miss that, might like the uh, the Chronicles more. But man, I really like Legends. Really strong storytelling. I think uh, the narrative is strong, it's robust, it's layered, it's nuanced, fully developed characters. I have no problems with Legends. Uh, so far, out of everything we've read, probably my favorite uh, of everything I've read uh, in terms of um, how good the writing is. That being said, it's going to shock people who have followed us from the beginning to hear this. I do probably maybe get more enjoyment on like a weird base level of reading like Dragons of Autumn's Twilight. 
<laughs> like I had all kinds of ridiculous problems wow. with it. But I love those books. Like, you know you know how, like, when you're in the universe and you love something, you have the ability to just pull back from it and pick all kinds of nits with it, right? Like, just like, I love me Star Wars. <laughs> and I go with it and I love it, but I could go pull back and, and pick all kinds of things apart about it, right? Uh, I really enjoy the Chronicles, especially Autumn's Twilight. Um, I just love all those characters. Even though there's too many of them, but uh, I love the legends. I love I love this first entry. Super strong. Can't wait for part two. Luke, what do hey, you buddy. think about this? Dragonlance, <laughs> Time of the Twins, Dragonlance Legends Volume One, Book One. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, same thing with you, Bob. I you know I, it was a thought in my head, like I, because I. Did not recommend the original trilogy. Yeah. But I'm so glad I read it now. It's yeah. It's like... I, and I had fun for the most part. It just... It had too many holes for me. There was too much going on. But all of that... And that's a lot of world building to go through for this payoff. But so far, halfway through this book, it's paid off. I'm having so much fun. And, you know, and anything... Anything with an evil wizard is just going to get me. We brought up our D&D campaign that the three of us are in. I am an evil wizard in that campaign, and I'm drawing, like, inspiration from Raceland, <laughs> which I, I liked Raceland. I, I just, I love magic. I love fantasy worlds. Um, I'm, I'm having way too much fun reading this book. It kept me up late a couple of times. <laughs> and the, the analogy I used with, with you guys outside of the podcast was it was like, Watching uh, a TV series on Netflix, like okay, just one more, one more chapter, just one more chapter, then I'll go to bed. Okay, just one more. <laughs> okay, well, I guess you know it's just a continuation of the previous chapter. I'm just going to read one more, and then oh, oh, we're back to Raceland. I want to see what Raceland's up to. Just one more chapter, just one more. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Two in the morning. I got to work the next day. You know, it's like come on. But you know, it's been you know probably since probably since Red Rising. You know that a book has done that to me. Right. And I, I love it. I love the community. I love everybody who came out uh, a year ago to listen to our poor... As we learned how to record a podcast and everything right. um, and tried to figure out who we were as a podcast, um, the community's been great. You know, there's been a couple of people that have been kind of honest, like, well, why are they reading these books if they hate them? Well, we're reviewing books is what we do. <laughs> but everybody's stuck around and, you know, and even anybody who... Came, came on board for Dragonlance and stuck through the rest of it, and you know what, we're back at it. And I think, like, just Dragonlance in the summer, or at least D&D books in the summer, is going to kind of be our thing. Yeah, I think and so. It's going to... And we're, we've been uh, we've been talking about, like, well, where do we go after Legends? But you know what? We'll let you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's... Uh, it will I, be revealed during the Summer of Lance, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, the Summer of Lance 2. 2, Electric Boogaloo. What about the Summer of Lance 3? Mm. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, that, that's where I'm Don't sitting. Reveal it. Don't reveal it. Where are you sitting at, friend? Hey, kids. Oh, God. <laughs> Every day. Uncle Club here. I gotta say, I'm enjoying being back in this universe. Uh, get, and give me time travel anytime. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of time travel. I'm a huge fan of different types of time travel, whether it's mechanical, whether it's technological, whether it's magic, whether it's what you're doing. I, I, I like the idea of time travel, and I like the idea of things that it can do. Um, I've mentioned before that I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I like this whole explanation of pebbles in a stream. I mean, that follows directly with you have these fixed points that you can't change. You have these other things going on. Real wibbly wobbly. Exactly. Timey wimey. <laughs> Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. Um, 
And so I really, I, I'm really liking the time travel aspect here. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I like the fact that we don't have your typical ranger, D&D ranger hero. Yeah. That's generally who, that's generally who runs a lot of D&D stories or that's generally your, your group leader. I find it weird that, I find it weird and I really like this aspect of we have an overweight drunk. Uh, well, <laughs> this aspect of the of the Jiminy Cricket Kender. Yeah, yeah. Who you know, Taz has really become that Jiminy Cricket character. He he is the conscience of the book. He is the conscience of Caraman right now. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and le- and and leading him in the cr- and trying to lead him in the correct direction. Uh, the Wizard High Tower. I, I was okay with a little bit of politics that went in there, but I, I am really enjoying being back in this universe again. There are some things, again, like like Bob said, there are some things that I I will look at and go, all right, whatever. Stop giving me songs. <laughs> I don't like the songs. I don't like the poems. Tell me he sang a song about this and have it be there. I don't need four pages of the song. <laughs> Um, that being said, we're going in a very interesting direction here. I'm waiting for, I know in book two, there's going to have to be a montage. We're going to have to have like the Rocky montage of Caraman getting back in shape, or maybe he's just going to appear back in shape. However, we're going to get there. Um, but I'm really enjoying being back here and uh, book one has me excited to read book two. Paul, how are you? I'm doing good. And you know what? I am happy to be back in the Dragonlance universe. When I saw we were doing this again uh, over summer, I got excited. It made me really excited to go back into the Dragonlance universe. And maybe it's because it was the first series we did for our podcast. I don't know. But just reading that made me want to continue reading and see what happens in Legends. And this book did not let me down at all. This book makes me want to continue reading on to book two. I know before we started recording, I was downstairs reading book two. Well, there were people here. Well, Bob was here uh, recording the synopsis, uh, the wonderful version Mm -hmm. he did there. So everything that happened in this story, I think, is a better version of Chronicles, especially with the following of a group of people. Instead of nine people in a large group and you're following them it's the following of two people two or three occasionally jumping between another person you know nothing too crazy so you're not jumping all over the place it's consistent and i like that i'm excited to see what book two is uh gonna show me and you know what listeners tell us what you think Hey, yeah, by all means, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up. I can never remember Valerian. What is the name of the one that you... Vero. Vero. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously insignificant. <laughs> uh, talk to us. Tell us what you think. Um, if you like what we're saying, if you like the questions we're out there, I'm sure we're going to pump a bunch of questions out on Facebook uh, to our audience about book one when we release well, book one here. Now I have to. <laughs> Do you see how I'm putting the wheel? in motion <laughs> and we we know there are dragon lance history nerds so let us know what we screwed up i mean no it's, don't even open that gate i we all get tones of what we screwed yeah, up hey hit us up but as long as you just agree with us okay so <laughs> we, we are casual fans so we don't have all the nuance right yeah 
but we should be... We should be corrected. We yes. should be corrected. So by all means... We will not hide our head in the sand from the truth. <laughs> wow. So by all means, talk to us. Interact with us. We'll give you... Um, next time on Tabard Talk, we'll give you a shout-out. We'll talk to you if you come up with some good questions or we have a nice conversation online. Usually one of us will be on there talking back to you um, right away or as soon as we can get there. Mm -hmm. And again... Thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you for being out there for four guys talking into a mic in a very warm upstairs bedroom. Incredibly warm. <laughs> yes. I can't believe <laughs> For an entire year. For guys. an entire year. Yeah. You guys, yeah. we did Woo! a year. Woo! One whole year. Yeah. One whole year. What was this going to be? Episode 19? 19. Mm -hmm. Not counting the bonus episodes. B -b -b bonus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so keep, keep, keep coming on this journey with us. Uh, tell your friends. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell anybody who you think would be interested in this series. If you're walking around a con somewhere and people talk about Dragonlance, hey, you know what? I got this great I, I got this great yeah. podcast I'm listening to. It's called Dungeons and Dweebs. Right. Yeah. Hey, word of mouth is would be really great. Word yes. of mouth, very yeah, because we want a nice, tight, close knit community mm -hmm. of people who uh, you know can share our likes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So yeah, tell tell people about it. Yeah. On that note, however, it is getting pretty late. I can see all of the moons. Oh, wait, did I give something away? Um, oh, are are uh, coming up in the uh, wilderness out there outside the window. So I think it's we should. It's just a projection the government is throwing onto the particulates <laughs> in the atmosphere. Look, I know, I know you like last <laughs> podcast on the left, but it's really it's starting. The chemtrails. It's really starting to interfere with your, like who you are as a person, Bob. <laughs> They're not going to keep me from seeing the burrow. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you what, I'm going to get the last round. I got the first round today. I'll get the last round today. Hey, sweetheart, come over here. We're going to do one more round. And by all Fireball. means, hey. bring, us, bring us some more of that sand cinnamon whiskey, please. Spicy potatoes sure, for sure. me. Come over here. I, I got this, uh, this card up. So I'm not seeing a ring on that finger. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons & Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, DungeonsAndDweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at DungeonsAndDweebsPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons & Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at DungeonsAndDweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons & Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons & Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. Hi. Are we coming back in? Are we back in? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> Listen to the soft, soothing tones of Glob. Hey, kids, we're back tonight on Loveline. Please feel free to call in with all your questions. We'll give you as much advice as we possibly can. Yeah, choke me. Again? Yeah. <laughs> you just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, okay?